Aristotelian logic is sound. Welcome to episode 74 to the Superhouse Podcast. We have, once again, our senior Batman correspondent, Ben Yip at Superhouse. Thanks again for coming on, Ben. What's up, man? So uh, today we're going to be uh, going over, uh, of course, Wonder Woman, and then we have our new segment. We're doing that second this time around, and then we're going to have a uh, our second installment of Bold Statements. Maddie has one in the chamber this time around, and uh, I might may or may not have one as well. And uh, that's basically it. So um, who wants to get started? Uh, Maddie, can you kind of lead us in with um, the uh, Wonder Woman review? Oh, yeah, uh, sure. And I, all that? I can make this happen. Thank I'm you. really prepared for this. All right, so since Ben is the guest, <laughs> yeah. Ben, your general thoughts on Wonder Woman? Uh, this, yeah, my general thoughts is this is definitely the movie that Wonder Brothers and DC needed. Like, it lives up to the hype. It's it's something that everyone enjoyed, but it's also, like, it's a damn good movie on its own, whether you like Wonder Woman or not. Most people going into this, including myself, really don't, like, know too much about the mythology. So this was, I thought, a great introduction to the character and the mythology and give you something that you could, like... You, you had a reason to care about, like, right. you knew who she was, what she was going through, why she wanted to do this, how she became... This iconic superhero and I think it just worked out really well and I think you know even though it took over 70 years which is insane if you think about it for her to finally get her goddamn movie <laughs> yeah you know, right they hit a home run on the first try so yeah. I was pretty happy all right Andrew general thoughts I, I think I kind of echo everything everybody that's seen the movie has, has been has been thinking uh, and saying is that uh thank God DC finally did it <laughs> you know we finally made it uh, it's, it's, it's an excellent movie. Um, I'm going to keep it short for right now. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm done for now. Cool. Um, since Stefan had to bounce off for a second, I, uh, I thought it was so much fun, man. I just, I know it's like, uh, it's a fairly long superhero movie and at no point was I looking at my watch being like, Oh my God. Cause I remember kind of doing like, didn't look at my watch in Batman versus Superman, but I was really like, Oh my god, dude! How much longer is this? You know, <laughs> yes. so, more, so, more so with Suicide Squad because at least Batman versus Superman like built you up for that that fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So and plus, I enjoy like Batman and Superman, and like I was there for Wonder Woman as well. So I was like, but man, Suicide Squad! I was just like, oh my god, dude! Like, I, <laughs> I can't do this. But yeah. I just it was just so much. I was just so captivated by the screen, and you know, anymore it's easy to like go into a movie especially with like hanging out with you guys and we watch a lot of film and i watch a lot of film too to just be like see nitpick the shit out of something you know but i love when i go see a movie and i just don't even think about anything and wonder woman totally transported me to that like young maddie just like being amazed by like the big screen and that's like that's what you want from like a wonder a wonder woman movie or even a comic book movie mm-hmm. at that like i just want to forget everything i don't even want to like reference any comics i just want to like be captivated and wonder woman did all of that so that's 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 what i got to say about it exactly um we're gonna well, have to Stephen, add Stefan uh later i guess but uh all right keep going maddie sorry okay cool uh so we're just gonna move on to the next segment which is just like anything that you didn't like about it, anything that kind of bugged you and it could be something really small that you're just like 
I'm being a nitpicky asshole, but I did not care for this because <laughs> that's like my nitpicky stuff. It's like it didn't take me out of the movie, but it was a little. I didn't like something. So, mm-hmm. Ben, go ahead. All right. Well, we're kind of venturing into spoiler territory here. So, for anybody listening, you better have seen the goddamn movie at this point. My God, everyone else has seen it. Ben, <laughs> feel free to spoil it, and, and to the listener, yes, we were yeah. spoiling the shit out of this movie. So, there's yeah. a warning. So, I mean, the biggest, my biggest gripe was that, you know, I was, I was into this for very, you know, I was in for a long run. I still enjoyed the movie, but I do kind of feel like this might just be me, but the final fight with Ares to me kind of just kind of went like, okay, this is kind of getting a little cheesy where he's, you know, suddenly it's gone from her, like, you know, this whole really cool thing of her juxtaposed with World War One, and now it's, you know, two very fantastical figures fighting and he, him literally saying like, I will destroy you. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like I, I get it. Like this, but to me, like that kind of happens to me in every single comic movie. There's usually some, there's usually some small thing or some big thing or something that comes up there that like, I'm just like, okay, that's kind of cheesy, but it comes with the genre. So it didn't destroy it for me, but like that's out of the, major fights and battle sequences uh to me the fight with Ares is probably my least favorite out of the action sequences in the movie um in terms of small gripes i did kind of i was waiting for a moment for and this is going to be kind of weird but there's a character named charlie who's the marksman and mm-hmm. they build him up like he's a great marksman but then like he can't shoot and i'm just like oh man there's going to be some scene probably where like he's got to shoot and he and he like takes out somebody major and it never happens I was kind of just waiting for that moment where like it would be justified, like where he actually we see his marksman skill or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was kind of built up. Because I like I was thinking like, oh, this could be kind of a cool like little mini arc, where like okay, he can't do it because he's like a drunk or he's too much of a coward or whatever. And then he finally, and they build up like they say that he like sees ghosts and shit, and like they don't really do anything with that either. I thought he was going to turn out to be this really interesting character, and by the end, they kind of just he was just alive and around and that was it <laughs> so like i feel like maybe they cut something from this or something like that that maybe they felt it was distracting or whatever but uh it's either that or maybe they should have just cut the, the stuff that they that seemed like it was building up to something but uh again enjoy the movie but those are probably my two like biggest things where i'm just like uh like this these are the main things that i think like i i would have liked to have seen done a little better but that's about it yeah all right, Andrew, the dislikes, I'm ready. Yeah, um, so just going off of what Ben said, I he's like the third or fourth, fifth person that has had that same gripe about the last fight. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I, you know, he's she's fighting Ares. Like, yeah. It's a god of war. I, I don't I don't mind it being over the top at all. I think that was a – I mean, it, I understand what people are saying. I mean, Mark Bernard on Batman on Batman had the same gripe, and it's just like – I don't know. I if they're gonna have like a final boss type of fight sequence, I I like that. Um, I mean, maybe it was it kind of stood apart from the rest of the movie. It's like incongruous mm-hmm. or something. But uh, anyway, uh, I what I didn't like was they they said like two or three times, Ares might find you. He's going to find you, and there was no kind of like big reveal like gotcha bitch you know i wanted i wanted him to like find her and it'd be like a surprise because there was this this whole it felt like a big setup for for her to be found and i don't know i mean i know they wanted the reveal with uh you know the british dude and not the nazi dude being the uh 
being Aries, but um, still, that part didn't work for me. And um, again, this is kind of going off of what Mark Bernardin said on Batman on Batman, but there's some validity to this, where uh, it, there, what the uh, the German dude and, well, even the English dude, Aries, they, they were kind of like very separate. Like they're, there was like they didn't... Wonder Woman and those two characters like didn't really... Uh, it's like their timelines were almost so different up until the, I mean, uh, until the very end, they, they weren't like uh, intertwined as much as they could have been. I mean, the, the British dude showed up a, a little bit, but it might not have been enough. Uh, but um, I mean, other than that, I, I, it's, it's like hard to think of, of anything that really kind of was bad about the movie. I mean, pretty much everything else was good. So that's what I got to say about that. Cool. Um, so Stefan's back. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, do you, yeah. for editing purposes, how do you want to do this? Because you guys are going to edit it, so I don't know just, what. Just run from how it was going. I'll catch up. Okay. Well, we'll just do you next. Your dislikes of Wonder Woman, and kind of throw in maybe your uh, um, general thoughts as well on okay. Wonder Woman. You can just be like, oh, I really loved it, and these are my dislikes or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, my dislikes are very few. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was great for all the probably all the obvious reasons um, that it being like a female led action film and like it was good and progressive and the best DC movie so far, I think um, in the, of the newer movies. Um, I kind of agree with what Andrew was saying about the villain. Uh, it didn't like take me out of it too much, but the villains and all on pretty much all these fucking movies are so disposable because I mean, I guess, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, like I love Baron Zemo and civil war, but, even then you're not even near focused on the villain like anymore with these comic book movies we're not even focused on the villain so it didn't bother me as much but i now hearing andrew talk about it i kind of i feel that um, <laughs> um but other than that to speak for myself for my own thoughts uh <laughs> um, what did i dislike you know there wasn't a whole lot um I'll have to think about it here for a second. I guess because I can't. <coughs> That's how good the mind, movie but, was. But I did. I really, really enjoyed it. I had a great time from frame one. I thought it was really well paced, well directed, well shot. Um, what was her name? The director? Patty um, Jenkins. Patty, Patty Jenkins. I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to say the wrong name. And then, like, you know, I knew. So. <laughs> <laughs> so don't judge. You played that off really well. <laughs> Cool. So, oh. wait say it again Stefan super super fun you're breaking up a little bit say it again oh oh sorry I said um um uh Patty, there's well directed cinematography was great um you know credit where credit's due everybody behind it not just Patty Jenkins but for sure her as a director but I'm sure Zack Snyder had some shit to do too um just the whole I love the music of it a lot and I don't know. I was watching it. And I was like, my mom would fucking love this shit. It's, <laughs> it's like Braveheart, but all the, like the main characters are women. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have that kind of movie, but yeah, that's what I have to say for so far for right now. <coughs> cool. Um, so uh, my dislikes were kind of nitpicky. Um, I didn't really mind the end battle scene. Uh, I, I love that you and Brimmer was in a fucking movie, like a big D, a big DC movie. Yeah. Cause I was, <laughs> love that guy from fucking train spotting. Cool. So I liked his character. I kind of wrote that whole scenario off as like wonder woman kind of knew he didn't want to be a killer anymore. 
So he's just like the guy who sings now. So I was just like kind of cool, whatever. But I also get like uh, Ben's gripe with it a little bit. Like it would have been cool for him to make that one shot, like and just be like, "Oh fuck, he saved her," or mm-hmm. save Chris Pine or something. Yeah, um, cool. But um, uh, my gripes are: there's a scene in the beginning where she's uh, where it's little little Wonder Woman, uh-huh. and she jumps down that cliff, and it gets a really bad green screen. And I was like, "Fuck, man." i was like god you think at this point with technology there wouldn't be a shot that looked like that there was some dodgy cgi yeah um but that was like one scene and then i was never a fan of the wonder woman theme uh i don't like the i don't like the composer of it i really think they should have just went they should have went all female with this fucking thing man like you don't see a lot of female or women composers do a lot of film stuff like big you budget like the film stuff. You no, I don't shit. like it. It's, it's I like love that. It's dude, got so too much, much character. No, it sounds like I, I like every time I hear it, I'm like, this is like two steps away from being something from Mad Max because he puts those fucking drums in it, and it's just like his drum sound. And I'm like, nope, can't do it. Like I like some of it, but I was yeah. just like, just not like when it came on, I didn't think it had like the class that Wonder Woman deserved. It reminds yeah, me of Mad talked it's about like, this a little bit off the air yeah. uh, sorry stefan but just real okay. quick the uh you know the whole uh you know if you could describe wonder woman in two in two adjectives it would be uh you know she has power and grace and that song that song has a lot of power but l- little grace right yeah so that i think i think is that what you're what you're kind of th- along the lines of what you're thinking maddie yeah, I just it doesn't work for me. I don't think. I mean, I didn't mind it when I was watching it. It just like when I first heard it, I was just like, I don't know about this. And then when I heard it again, I was like, Well, it's all right because I've because I've really enjoyed the movie. So right. I like it. I like it because it's sassy. <laughs> sassy. I just, it's, like, got, I don't, it's got it's got attitude. It's like a Joan Jet fucking riff or something. I need to do more research, but I don't think he did the entire score. I think I would have liked it if he did yeah. the entire score and just not the theme because I don't remember any of the other music sounding anything like that. So, right, it was, uh, yeah, because Junkie did the Wonder Woman theme in Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Rupert Gregson yeah. Williams was the composer for the score. So I think oh, he incorporated, incorporated the theme, but I don't know, I've been listening to the score recently and there's, it's almost like there's another like semi-heroic theme that he puts in there that I think is like his own little, like his take on the Wonder Woman theme. It's not as like bombastic or memorable as the, uh, you know, the Junkie one, but like, it, it I, I see i see your point like I, it's not something that i've really minded but um you know i i agree like the themes should fit the characters and and you know the way that man describes it uh yeah i can i can see his point yeah but those are like the two things that got me i didn't really mind the like aries fight scene because i was just like no let's i mean after playing like the god of war games it's just like all right cool that makes sense like i didn't mind the battle i actually thought the suit of armor looked pretty sweet because I was kind of what before you like I was like is she gonna fight him is this British like uh, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I need to do I need to see like the fucking like God of War you know like I need to see some fucking armor so when he like when he donned it I was like that's pretty fucking metal like that first scene where all the fires around him I was like if that was on a fucking metal album cover we'd all be loving that shit uh-huh. so uh, I I didn't mind it it didn't take me out of it but I could see where people might have some gripes with it I mean comparative to the fucking like her first big battle scene it's lax and like it's pretty it was kind of underwhelming for the most part Mm -hmm. because that one scene that that first big fight scene with her is so fucking good yeah i was just like wait i was like is it over oh man this shit just keeps on going (laughs) yeah i'm here so um but yeah so uh with that 
that's my dislikes. So we'll get into Ben. Mm-hmm. What did you love? What are your likes? Well, I mean, I'm just jump off of what you just said. Like the whole No Man's Land sequence, I think at this point is like universally loved yeah. by everyone. Her debut, just her stepping out, her giving people hope, her like being able to like help them cross that, you know, that whole area and all that. It was just, you know, at that point, I was like, this is, I, I can't name a better superhero debut sequence. Oh. You think of it? Like yeah. in terms of other origin movies, I mean, yeah, there have been like good ones, but like ones that are like that, that encompass all the you got the iconography you've got her giving hope to people you it's heroic it it uh, makes you feel something it's got a ton of action it's she's kicking ass like it's got all these different elements to it that you've always wanted to see and you know i i didn't really know i mean we've seen parts of it in the trailer but i didn't know it was gonna in when you see it in context it like hits you you're just like holy shit like this is this is it this is the debut this is gonna mean something to a lot of people watching too I'd say that scene, like, it's really hard to encompass, encompasses all that, like, in mm-hmm. a character. But I will say in, like, Batman Begins, when he's, like, I'm here, like, the big train yard, like, scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, when he's, like, taking out those goons for the first time. I really mm-hmm. like that moment because it's, like, how you perceive <coughs> Batman. But comparative to, like, you know, like, Superman or, like, the... Because, like, Wonder Woman is more outspoken and she doesn't hide in the shadows. She is Wonder Woman. She's not afraid of being herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best one. And then the only other thing I could say is like that Deadpool entrance scene when you're kind of getting his backstory and then he's fucking yeah. up those guys is a pretty yeah. great scene. But mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think anything uh, like is even close to what woman in No Man's Land. Like, right. no, it was just, you know, I remember like when she steps out, I was just like, I was getting goosebumps and shit. And like yeah, but yeah. my throat was getting tight. I was like, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> you know, it was so great. Yeah. Like she just walks out there. It's like that slow-mo and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she's there's... gonna kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, there's that build up to the suit because you see a glimpse of it. You know, when she sees it, you only see like parts of it when she's you know covered up. But that's what it's in the battle sequence where she really comes out. I do kind of wish there was. I don't know if I missed it, but you know there was. They had planted the whole stuff with the God Killer and the Last of Truth. They didn't really say anything about where that outfit came from, or at least maybe I maybe I missed it. But I mean, it's it's not a huge thing. But I'm just like, you know, if it was something like this is, you know, Antiope's old one, or like I don't know, something, something about it. I think in the comic, there's like an origin to it. But uh, anyway, that was cool. Another thing that I really loved was just uh, we haven't mentioned him yet, but the whole dynamic with Steve Trevor, I really thought was well done in the fact that at no point was there a damsel in distress situation with either of them. Like, they mm-hmm. found a way to make them equals without making him look, you know, without depowering either one of them. Yeah, really. yeah. Like, he's doing his spy shit, yeah. which is something Wonder Woman cannot do. Yeah. Really, she has no training for it. But he's totally putting on the accent, wearing a Nazi uniform. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see him use his skill set, which was just, I mean, that was awesome. Anyway, keep going, Ben. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And uh, <sighs> just... I think from what I've heard, like in the old TV show, he was always like the damsel in distress or or whatever. <laughs> so it was it was good to see it where uh, you know obviously they they played off each other's strengths and you could see each other's weaknesses. Whenever he was, you know, anytime that he seemed a little awkward or stuff, it wasn't just because they were trying to like you know emasculate him or anything like that. It was just because like he was weirded out by like holy shit, it's an island of like Greek amazonians and there's greek gods and shit what the fuck like yeah. it made sense for him to be like that and then you know her being a fish out of water it made sense whenever she like wasn't familiar 
with like how the Earth customs or the regular world customs were. So I really love the dynamic, and uh, I was not expecting uh, his arc to end the way it did. Uh, I don't know, maybe no. I I don't know if because <laughs> I'm just like yeah, I mean yeah, it's in during World War One, so it's unlikely we're ever going to see Chris Pine in like Justice League. But I didn't know he was going to go out like like a fucking champ in the yeah. plane. <laughs> Fuck right, Nero, baby. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, are they actually doing this? Because at one point I, when he's got the gun, he's in the plane, he's got the gun at the bombs. I thought like maybe he was thinking like, wait, maybe I don't have to die. But then like the whole thing blows up, and I'm just like, yeah, there's probably no way out of that. Like even if he parachutes, he's still getting hit by the gas. Yeah. So right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. will say I felt a lot, lot more with that sacrifice than I did with Superman's sacrifice in BVS. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Felt way more with this because so at this point, you know, Steve Trevor is the most heroic male in the DCEU. So I'm like Superman, <laughs> Batman have a lot to live up to in this uh, next movie. But uh, I, I, I really loved their dynamic. I really enjoyed um, uh, the sort of cast of characters that he recruited as well. Um, they didn't really overshadow anything. They were distinctive. They were funny when they needed to be, but not so funny that they were distracting. So I enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, other than that, those, those, are the, those are probably my biggest things. Andrew? Biggest likes. Um, let's see. I mean the whole movie. I don't know. Um, yeah, of course, No Man's Land, the uh, the first uh, Themyscira sequence. I mean, dude, the how how often do you see uh, a fucking badass bitch riding a horse, picking up a shield off the fucking ground, and then the other one is fucking shooting three goddamn arrows, hitting the same, you know, at the same fucking time, hitting three different other people, and uh, like the, just like that fight choreography was so fucking awesome. And uh, I love the, I forget her name. I know they said it a couple times, but her trainer. Oh, Antiope. Her aunt, yeah. Antiope. I thought she was a fucking (laughs) badass. I know it probably would have fucked up the pacing of the movie, but personally, it could have stayed in Themyscira even longer. (laughs) I I love Themyscira. I mean, I like seeing badass bitches. (laughs) So (laughs) that was great. (laughs) And um, I mean, uh, what else? Yeah, I, you know, I'm one of the few people, maybe not few, but I like the last scene with uh, with Ares as well. Um, the, uh, I mean, the reveal actually was good ultimately, even though they weren't as like intertwined as I was saying earlier, because um, you know it was set. They set it up to be the Nazi guy the whole fucking time, and then it turns out to be the other guy. Which personally, I didn't see that coming. So uh, I like that. Um, they got so much mileage out of Chris Pine and her as you know comedically and thought that was mm-hmm. they were really good i mean Kiris pine is cast perfectly like the way they the way they interact in every fucking scene it's amazing and the fact that like i feel like i don't even know if modern kids will understand maybe but like the fact that he won't like sleep with her in that first scene <laughs> people were more religious yeah. or more conservative back then you know but and I, i'm not sure if younger people even realized that was the case but uh it was cool it's it's not he goes it's not polite to assume (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. that's right outside of the bonds of marriage and whatnot uh yeah i thought that was cool um yeah him doing his spy shit was amazing uh i mean pretty much pretty much yeah i mean i liked the whole fucking thing the pacing was really good it kept moving at a at a real good pace nothing was really I mean, God, was there any boring scene at all? 
I don't think really it kept it moving and it was yeah. like you know it was like yeah sometimes it was like Ally McBeal well I don't, I don't know your references for like a female comedy I used to like Ally McBeal, Ally McBeal. <laughs> but you know what I mean it, it, it had those like it had those like those moments those really comedic moments I'm saying of a higher quality like rom-com kind of moments uh, okay. between the two and like her adapting to the you know fish out of water kind of um elements to the comedy and stuff like that uh it was you know the way that it broke it up and stuff between the drama with the overall thing being like super hokey or hanging on some you know stupid gimmicks or tropes you know it was it was refreshing it kept continuing to be refreshing right is yeah so i i, I guess what, i'm done with my part say? <laughs> yeah i agree i agree oh, I'm, just, I'm not sorry. sure how to i was tacking I that onto your your part <laughs> i don't want to overdo my 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 part of the deal so anyway yeah go ahead maddie oh um i <laughs> I fucking loved every part of that movie. Uh, I honestly wish she would have saved uh, Chris Pine more. <laughs> like, just <been> like, <laughs> oh, silly human man. I don't know. I mean, you don't see a lot of that shit, so yeah. I wouldn't. But, like, men's rights activists would have been like, oh, my God, she saves him, like, all the time. Hey, oh, let well, me tell you something right now. Sister. Fuck it's that like, shit. Fuck well, that no, shit. I, I'm with you. I'm in the band. Yeah. Like, fuck that. But I, I, I was like, man, she could have saved him a little more. Like, get him out of that trouble because he's, you know, he's he's a dumb boy. I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that because you don't see that a lot. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like the first like huge female action movie, and it's fucking wonderful. I loved every second of it. No Man's Land was just that whole scene, which I think everyone will be talking about, was great. Uh, oh I loved God. his. I love the little secretary, uh, British lady. Yeah, uh, could yeah. use some more of her and Diana leaving Chris Pine out of it. Just you know, like ladies' time, like we're gonna yeah, go shopping yeah. or do like adventuring, you know, within London or something. But uh, I, I liked her. Um, oh, gosh, man, so much happens, and <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, I just liked it. I loved the scene. I didn't think Chris Pine was gonna die, and then like as that scene was coming, I was like, "Wait, how is he gonna get off that?" And I go, "Oh no, don't." You do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't you? And then that scene where he like points the gun and then it just kind of goes over to his face. It pans over a little bit and you see him like do that, like, do I have to moment? And then he just like, oh man, it was, yeah. I mean, it's great. I love it. I love that it happened. Like I got choked up in some of it, which is, I was like, fuck man. I didn't know I liked that relationship that much until like they go back and she's looking at the photo again. And I was like, oh God, that must suck to be yeah, man. fucking a, like a mortal or a God and like live like, you know, find love, then lose it. And, you know, mm-hmm. where she is now. Um, I really liked a little bit of just to the, like the email she sent Bruce to, um, thanks for bringing him back to me. And I was like, this is great. And they have to reference this at some point within this like new universe. Like maybe her and Bruce are like friends or something since like Superman's gone at this point. I don't know. I would like to see them be like in uh, justice league, be a little more friendly comparative to like flash and like Aquaman and cyborg, you know? So maybe they'll have some humor between the two or something or I don't know, but it was just nice. I like little things like that. I like when, cause I know the universe is together, but it's just nice to see that stuff. Like, all right guys, like the DC we're back on track. We're going to kind of try to combine this stuff. Here we go. You know? So that was nice. I like that. I like the Wayne um, armored car that showed up outside of the Louvre. I yeah. thought that was cool. Just like, you know, don't worry. Like, you know, we know our universe. So I don't know, man. And uh, I got to give props to Gail, uh, fucking great Wonder Woman, who when she was originally cast, I was like, oh, she's in the Fast and the Furious movies. I watched that one. I guess she's going to be a good Wonder Woman, but 
pro- you proved me wrong, Gail, and <laughs> therefore you're a great Wonder Woman. And you know, can't wait to see Justice League, man. Uh, th- this, if anything, has psyched me more for Justice League. Right. Hell yeah. Than yeah. Anything. Like I don't care that Joss Whedon is stepping in to do whatever the fuck he's going to do to it. Or, you know, I just like I'm excited to see her as Wonder Woman again, like I and uh-huh. Aquaman. But that's like <laughs> this are two things that's getting me to this movie, especially after Wonder, yeah, Wonder no, Woman. She's, but. she's not she's kind of the new she's she's become the face of the DCEU. Like before they tried the debut of Superman, then I think they were trying to use Ben Affleck's Batman to try to appeal to people, but I think almost probably not to what they expected, but turns out she's the one that's the hit. I think she's the one that's gonna get people to see Justice League, as Maddie just said. Yes, to, like Superman or Batman or these other characters they haven't met yet. She could be their Iron Man. It's DC's Pretty Iron much. Man at this point. Yeah. Man, that movie's so good. I want to go see it again. <laughs> Stefan. Yeah. Oh yeah, Stefan. Yeah. Tell us those yeah. likes, man. Maybe likes. we missed something. I first of all, I just really loved her, like through and through. Like she's iconic. Gal Gadot is a great actress. You know, I mean, for what she had to do, I don't know if she's going to win an Oscar or anything, but she was, you know, don't you talk about Wonder Woman like that? She had, she had such electric presence, you know, every time she was on screen, I was like, I just wanted more and more and more. She's, you know, gorgeous, amazing and powerful. Armor looked cool. The action scenes were great. Um, I like the look of it. I like how it wasn't like overindulgent stylistically, like uh, Batman versus any Zack Snyder movie or even Suicide Squad. You know, I like how they reined it in and kind of played off of more of like the period wartime era stuff. It really helped like for this movie, it really helped ground it in that reality that I think they've been trying to recapture that Dark Knight kind of feel. Um, but at the same time, it was allowed to be like bombastic and 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 comic booky, you know, without being convoluted, without being like too cheesy. And um, Chris Pine was great. I I really love that shot when she jumps off the cliff and dives into the water. It's just like so well realized, you know. I'm like, I want to see another Patty Jenkins movie and see what she can do, or you know, I don't know, Wonder Woman sequel, obviously. Um. Robin Wright, or Robin, or Robin, yeah, Robin Wright. She was yeah. great for her little part. She like really embodied that part. Cause I'm first at first I was like, oh, I love Robin Wright, you know. But I was like, but can she really do this, like in the armor and everything? And they made her a fucking badass man. That first <laughs> battle with all the soldiers was so epic, you know. Even though they knew that those bullets were gonna hurt them, they just kept fighting and stuff. I like the moments where, uh, you know, Wonder Woman would turn around and Chris Pine was still there, you know, he was helping her out, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. It like there is so much I was trying to like honestly watch this movie from the perspective of like a woman as best I could, you know what I mean? I, I, I understand. Like, what is this what is this what is this you know, what does this speak to of to like the American female mythology? You know what I mean? Like I'm big on that mythology. So I was kinda trying to see it that way in the way that you know, Chris Pine's character is represented against other men, you know what I mean? I like how there was the kind of like sexist character, but he was a great character, you know what I mean? He's like the little uh, uh, was the guy. The little he had the fez on. I can't uh, tell the if actor? he was Arab or Puerto Rican. Yeah, the actor dude. Um, the yeah. character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I like he's of Middle Eastern descent. Like, like hidden on saying stuff to her at the beginning. Right at the beginning, uh, I forgot what the line was, but something about under her dress or some shit like that. Oh yeah. And, uh, I like you know I like how they painted a picture of like you know a world of all different types, and it wasn't like as her character was so you know strong female leading you know 
American woman kind of thing, you know, like it was so great, but it didn't like bog itself down in any kind of like indulgent, uh, political ideology or whatever it allowed all the characters to kind of have their voice and how they fit into it it was really a lot of fun and i love the junkie xl wonder woman theme <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that, let me just speak on that statements, I think it, bold <laughs> statements <laughs> i think it, the first time i heard it i was like that's kind of it sounds kind of cheap it sounds kind of cheesy or whatever but it reminded me of the marco beltrami like hellboy stuff um that I, th I thought that was pretty cool you know how they took it it was kind of like it was is anthemic and 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 comic booky it was pulpy you know what i mean it felt like you know she it felt like just a little bit like a charlie's angels or a you know old woman wonder woman in the 60s just a little bit of this like sassy kind of like attitude that's my those are my likes indeed indeed what's the next section maddie um, is that pretty much it? I kind of want to read this. I was telling you guys about this guy that I don't like and how he was like one of the people who was like, I didn't really like it, but he didn't yes, put what the movie please. was. Um, so <laughs> another guy says a comment on, um, on, on his Facebook thing. I'm not naming names. This is what he says. I was a bit underwhelmed too. Good story, good acting, hopeful message, but still had that underline, underlining of DC movie dourness to it. And then that friend said, nailed it. And I was like, how can you say like several amazing things about a film and still be like, nah, I didn't really enjoy it. Or, you know, I was DC a bit underwhelmed. There are a few moments of darkness in this war movie. Yeah, it was a little yeah, violent. I know, we're in World War One, all right? <laughs> fucking Nazis are rising and shit. Uh, yeah, but you would think saying good story, good acting, Dowerness. hopeful message would be like, oh, that may those are the things you want in a Wonder Woman movie or just a good film, right? Yeah, you want those things to be good. I mean, you want them to be great, but if you get good, that's you know, that's not bad. I don't know. I just it's just like that, like that last part is just like it's really like some people are just so like sour about Suicide Squad and like Batman no, versus Superman, like they just little cunt. Well, I, I'm yeah, but it's like this is their yeah. Well, this is their excuse because it's like oh, because right. the new the new DC like the direction that Snyder and company wanted to take it in. It's like just judge it for fucking Wonder Woman. Don't like I don't know. Yeah, you know, it, it just bugs the shit out of me. But I thought that was kind of cool that that just like popped up on my feed. I was like, ooh, let's let's everyone discuss this real quick. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I don't it's know. like he's he's got he's saying that because of association with other films dc dourness i don't think that it was any more dark than it needed to be right you know that guy's a little prick it wasn't excessively dark it was just exactly the right amount of darkness that it should have been i thought all the parts where she should be like shit uh you know like the thing that i kind of like didn't like about man of steel and like batman vs superman is like it's so dark just like that that filter they put over the film just to yeah. give it that like graininess and that darkness. I didn't feel like when Wonder Woman was on screen, I felt like it was lighter, except when it needed to be dark. Like I thought when she became Wonder Woman, and I mean, even in the beginning of the film, when they're in her, like where she's from, it was just like, it's like, that was fucking bright as shit, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, the dark parts were supposed to be dark. I mean, like, you're not going to go to fucking, like, I'm sure there were sunny days on fucking during war, but, yeah, no man's you know, it's like, but it's like, you need to get that feeling. And that's like, you can capture it by getting that kind of that tone with like, you know, color and stuff. That's what people use it. But also whatever. London, London, not exactly known for being bright and cheery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Just going to put that out there. 
Also, on like a thematic note, like you can't really have any hope if there's nothing dark in the whole movie. If it's all just like yeah. lightness and fun, like then the movie's not really about hope. It's just lightness and fun. Like the whole yeah. point is for her. To, is well, the whole point is exactly in that no man's land scene <clears throat> where you see everybody like dying and shooting. Everybody's all hopeless, and she comes in and she's able to make a difference. Yeah. Right. No, I just I don't I don't like. I just it's just such a good like it's just a fun good film and i just like when people are like i didn't really like it i'm like the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> you know? it's like you just can't enjoy anything anymore like you're that much of like a fucking like super fanboy or or whatever oh, God. I don't know. yeah i mean i do wish this was the debut like this was the first yeah. movie oh yeah i agree yeah, you know what i, I mean this, yeah I, I do think that the previous films have like soured people's taste of this in the beginning if yeah. this was the debut, everyone's just like, oh, this is awesome. And they started Wonder Woman. That was a bold move. And then they would be like super excited. Like, let's see what they do with Superman. Let's see what they do. You know, are they going to, what they do with Batman and Justice League and all that. And then they'd be more excited. You know, I, this was kind of more of a, like, in a way it was, it didn't, wasn't supposed to be like this, but it's almost like the ultimate damage control. Yeah. Right. It is. I've had several friends actually say the same thing. The trailer looks good, but I'm just not a DC fan, guys. Right. I was like, Dude, well, what the fuck can I say to you? That I mean, she's a DC character, and you like the trailer. I know you. I know you like don't like DC, but you like the trailer. Go see the fucking movie. I mean, this is Marvel has had like eighteen of these fucking things, never made a fucking woman one. Yeah, you know they've had okay, they've had Jessica Jones and they've had Agent Carter. So yes, yeah, small screen, fine, but big screen, they haven't done shit. Right. So no. DC, and also like this being the first one ever. And the fact that it's actually this good, it's it like it that, it just adds that much more to the triumph that this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're saying um, I was going to say this in the news segment, but fifty three percent of this audience was female guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something to that. I mean, yeah. uh, if you ever meet girls that don't like comic books, they don't like it. I mean, you know, a lot of the times they might not like it because they feel like it's a boys club. You yeah, know? pretty much Kevin Smith's wife. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. Schwalbach. Yeah, uh, but she, yeah, actually, yeah, she apparently uh, Kevin Smith said that uh, she was like dragging him to go see it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that says a lot. And um, I don't know, it was yeah. a fucking fucking great movie. I liked how um, just to add like another topic we could talk about here is that um, I liked how like socially honest it was in the sense that you had this uh, Middle Eastern dude talking about. You know, I'm fighting my own wars here. I'm the wrong color. I can't act. And then yeah. you have the uh, Native American guy pointing to Chris, lovable Chris Pine. Nothing wrong with him. But obviously, <laughs> the, white, <laughs> the white man, you know, people he's related, his people is what he says, mm-hmm. committed all the genocide of, his, mm-hmm. of the Native Americans. So, uh, you know, it, those kind of things I, I think are, are really cool to bring up and how, how honest it is in that sense. And, and, you know, there's, there's those scenes where they're like, what's a woman doing in here? Right. Uh, yeah. They don't feel like they were put in there just to have uh they don't feel. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Man, what forced. is the word? Yeah. It doesn't feel forced. It feels like it was very natural and organic progression in the movie, because if you have a woman walk into some, any kind of room in, in world war one era, anywhere in the world uh unless it's you know well there were there were a lot there's a lot of rooms back then that women couldn't walk into so you know they wrote that in very organically i thought which was really cool it didn't feel like they were 
like the message was there, was there, but they weren't pushing it super hard at the same time. Mm-hmm. So no, was, I think uh, it doubles good. Too. It doubles too because it makes Diana even more likable too. The fact she just doesn't give a shit. She just walks in and yeah, everyone's yeah, like, yeah. get out. And she's like, why? And then like she's willing to yell at a general dude. Like, yeah. You should be ashamed. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like this is is exactly. Like it, it totally makes sense it, as Andrew said, it doesn't feel forced and it serves well with character, and that's what I think. You know, overall, and I've been saying this in the last couple podcasts, and what I said at the beginning, like it made me like the character, it made me care about her, and that was what was missing with the previous DC. Right, movies. right, exactly. You were missing, like, even if they were in the cape and they were supposed to be the superhero, you didn't really have reason, you know, to care what happened to them. Right. You know, as I said, big difference between when Superman sacrificed himself and Duke with Doomsday in the last one, where I was just like, okay, they fulfilled the comic, whatever. And then this one, where like Steve Trevor dies, and I'm just like, wait, I, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Steve Trevor outside of this movie. But like when I saw the movie, I'm like, I don't want this to happen. Yeah. Is he going to die? And then he died. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I, I, I'm not super familiar with uh, the you know, our whole run. I have read a couple Wonder Woman comics. I read Haikatia. I read some New 52 shit. I've listened to Grant Morrison talk about her, which can tell you a lot about Wonder Woman, actually. And uh, so I know, I know a little bit of character from from that way, but as far as I can tell, I don't know if they've ever done like a a, a scene where uh, where it's usually Steve Trevor crashes his plane into Themyscira. Right. But this is I think this is the first time that they had like somebody chase his ass into Themyscira as well. Right. Yeah. It seemed like it. That that was really that was that was cool. I thought. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, 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 and it was cool to see the uh, them kind of going to the new dimension. Not new dimension, but you know, the the bright, the brightness, and then the darkness. Them crossing that line, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, what do you guys think of the new DC logo in the beginning? Tight, <laughs> better than that stupid page turning one. That shit was awful. Oh, it looks like a <laughs> that looked like a fucking um, tearing off a band aid. Yeah, this shit was so horrible. I like, like that shit. they just went simple. Yeah, I'm pretty, it reminded me of the Justice League intro from the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It didn't blow me away. I wanted to be blown away. But, you know, it's fine. It was better than the old, old one, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I don't think I've liked the, like, the, the way Marvel and DC are like adding like the like motion comic kind of thing of the characters. I'd much rather just pop up and be like, DC. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's move on. Let's give me yeah. this fucking movie. What about the comic um, page turn, though? The old Marvel one. I like it's like when it's flashing really quick. The original Marvel one that they did. Uh, yeah. I really like. I like that one a lot, where you hear the pages flipping a lot. That's like my that favorite one. one too. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I just think like the new one is just like they're like, oh, let's just pull all this shit from all our movies, and it's like, oh my god, like just I don't know, like <laughs> I feel like you know how intros to shows are now. Like there's like they're they're a big to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, a friend of mine does not really care for the American Gods intro, <laughs> which I like it. I don't really think it fits the show or the book necessarily, but I enjoy it as just a visual piece of art. But it's like you could have literally just put up a black screen, put DC on there or like American Gods. I'd be like, I'm so excited for this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like you have to watch a little mini movie before you get into the actual movie. And I'm just like, I don't know. Just put it. It's, it's DC. I know what I'm getting into. Let's move on. Like, who are you? Like, <laughs> like someone sat down and they're like, oh, shit, this is DC. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, right. I, mean, I, I hope <laughs> at this point that the, the general public know enough to, like, what the fuck they're seeing. But maybe not. Maybe someone went in there and went, I thought this was Marvel. This is my bad. You mm-hmm. know, so. But 
fuck that person right but uh yeah i don't know it's a whatever i just want to watch the movie man <laughs> i've been like like i the theater going experience now is like there's so many little commercials to like go get concession and then like a cinemark xd there's this whole thing about like unicorns making the xd work or some shit and i'm like <laughs> oh my god i sat through seven trailers then i gotta watch a fucking coke ad then i gotta watch a fucking like this x cinemark xd ad and then M&Ms. i gotta watch, like, yeah, then I got to watch all the little intro, like, you know, uh, you know, Warner Brothers. Then I got to watch the DC thing. And then it's like, oh, my God, dude, I just came here to watch a movie. Or that first look segment. I don't know if you guys have that in L.A., but it's like where they just show you, like, new television shows that are coming out while you're waiting. Oh, and then yeah. your movie doesn't even start on the time when you're paying for, you know, like it's like it starts at eight, eight o'clock. And you're like, no, well, it's fucking eight thirty. Yeah. And I'm still not watching this fucking movie. So I don't know. Some of that shit just kind of bugs me. Yeah. So like the faster you get me into a movie, the more I'm, the more I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. But anything else in the format? Um, I think that was it. I think we were going to say something about favorite DC games, but I think I'm going to kind of say that, but like not anything current, like something you might've played in your childhood. So like Andrew, you can't use injustice. Cause I know you want oh, to. Oh man. <laughs> you going for childhood? Yeah, like the first time, like I like I'll just go first. Uh, when I played the the Batman game for Nintendo, I loved like the look of it. I thought it was great. I was like, oh my god, this is so much. Like this is cool, but it was hard as fuck. But just like I remember that game, and I always like, even though it was hard, like I had it, and I would always go back and try to play it, and like just try to progress as much as I could, just because I thought it like looked really cool for like a game at the time. But that would be like one of my picks for like one of my favorite like early childhood dc games that i remember playing and like you know i liked how hard it was because i was like i'm really bad at video games at this point in my life so um but uh uh ben go ahead if you have anything i mean i didn't really grow up with a lot of video games but i do remember as a kid uh my friend who had never seen the movie but he had the game for some reason he had the game for batman returns Okay. That. <laughs> nice, and that was really cool. So, like for a while, for this it was kind of my first time getting to play as Batman. Obviously, way before any of the Arkham stuff. Uh, obviously, the Arkham stuff is way better now than what was in the Batman Returns game. By yeah. the time I'm like, oh shit, I gotta throw batarangs. This is awesome. <laughs> this is that. I don't remember if I ever because occasionally I played at the arcades as a kid. I don't remember if there's any DC stuff when I was I don't think so no I don't I don't think so but yeah I would say the Batman Returns game growing up cool uh Andrew um if if we're if we're doing childhood stuff uh honestly I think I gotta like look it up uh I was going to say um not actually Injustice but the uh, Arkham series um especially the second one uh Arkham City because it had a great ending as well uh, I mean that—that's always been the Batman you always wanted to play as. Uh, you know that it, it had everything, and and all the 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 voice acting was great. And Batman, they 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 nailed it because they had action sequences, but also uh, sneaking stuff where you had to, you know, basically be a, be a ninja, which was really cool. Um, as far as when I was a kid, man, God, you know, mostly the Marvel stuff sticks out in my head. Um, a lot of X-Men games and shit. Uh, I guess uh, that Superman arcade game where it was like a flying beat-em-up. Oh, um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That'd, be, that'd probably be the one. Um, definitely not Superman on N64, I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that game was awful. Batman man. Begins game for Xbox was pretty cool. Uh, I remember because um, it's like a precursor to the Arkham games. Like there was a lot of sneaking in it, um, and yeah, totally overlooked. But it was like had some cool moments to it. I remember playing it. Um, and then uh, forgot Batman Beyond for PlayStation One. That game was not that great, but I loved it because I love Batman Beyond. So Batman Beyond's fucking Steph- awesome. Stefan, Stefan, there. He Steph- fell asleep. Um, he fell asleep at the wheel. Um, <laughs> I've never played it, but uh, you know, Sega CD only had like fifteen games or some shit. Well, they yeah. had more. They had more than that. But one of the top ones that. Uh, that that came out for that system was uh, Batman the Animated Series of the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't think I ever for played Super it. Super Nintendo? For Sega CD. There was Sega a Super CD Nintendo one. one too. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know if I ever played that one. I played yeah, some I of it. You could you could play as Batman and Robin. That was cool. Did you uh do you have any DC games uh, from your childhood that you uh, really enjoyed? Um I remember th- the Batman Returns game was kind of fun way back. I liked I liked how they just it was simple. You could use the grappling gun, you could throw a batarang, and you had your cape. You know, like you kept it simple. But probably I would probably say like Arkham City was probably the best DC game to me. Hell yeah! Um, Arkham Knight, on the other hand, is a pile of hunk of shit. Just want to say that right here. Some Disagree. Sort of, in a but safe keep space. going. <laughs> Keep going. Game. Um, but, God, horrible is so, um, oh my God, really? How much uh, different is it, is it than the other ones? All right, keep going, sorry. Um, and I think that's it, actually. I really liked Arkham City. It was good. Cool. I haven't played Injustice yet, Injustice 2. I really want to, but um, I've yet to want to buy it. Is Ben still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just saw that your image changed, and I was like, oh. Yeah, okay, no problem. Um, I just wanted to throw this on real quick. Did anybody uh, watch the 2009 animated Wonder Woman movie? Yes, I have. Did you see that? Uh, I haven't, but I heard it's really good. Oh, yeah, so good. Um, I was just wondering, a little shout out, if uh, you riding the high of the Wonder Woman film and you need more, it's great. Go pick it up. I think they have like a special edition out right now. You can get it on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, so, But that was really good, and there's a lot of like really awesome like feminist moments in it there's a really funny part where she's talking to this little girl about fighting which is great oh like, that just... scene is awesome yes totally yeah, agree um, and there's so... also a scene where she loves ice cream oh yeah she loves ice cream i bet that was a great scene in fucking wonder woman though yeah, yeah, awesome. like i love that you should be yeah. proud <laughs> yeah i i think there's also an added element in that in that animated one where you know i might be fucking around saying this but it seems like um, they want to delve into what being a woman is. At least they hint at it a little bit in the animated series. Whereas in the movie that just came out, um, her arc is just understanding what man is and how, how, you know, learning what the world is, essentially. Her overcoming her naivete. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think they, they have that, but also the a kind of an added element, I think, because there's a whole, like, do Themyscira women need men, you know? And there's that whole uh, scene where one woman's men with a man, you know? And, like, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think that, like, one was actually, like, screwing around with a dude or something, and there was, like, intrigue and that shit. Uh, so that, that shit was very, very interesting. Cool. That's all I got, guys. Uh, I wish I would have prepared a little better for 
uh, some more stuff, but I'm not like uh, not well read in the Wonder Woman universe. I've read some things, but you know, any closing remarks about Wonder Woman? Anything you're just like, oh shit, I wanted to say something. This one last thing, Ben, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, I'm glad Patty Jenkins is on to the sequel. Oh. I think she's gonna be. She's kind of become. You know, somebody who everyone's like, all right, we want to see more of her. You know, this is really, uh, I think if you guys saw interviews about like why she dropped out of Thor 2, she said, you know, she didn't really believe in the story that she was kind of being asked to produce. Mm-hmm. And she felt there was going to be the stigma around female directors doing superhero movies if she decided to go through something she didn't believe in. So I'm glad everything worked out the way it did with this movie. Uh, again, like I'm happy. I wish this was the one that debuted the DCEU. I'm sure everyone. I think DC was really smart to start with to 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 show this one before Justice League because now more people I think are going to want to see her in Justice League, and hopefully everything after this is going to be of the same quality. Yeah, Andrew. Um, trying to think of something new I haven't said about this. Uh, I'm, I'm I mean I'm just glad that they that the first female superhero movie is this fucking good. And I'm glad that, you know, women can actually, I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of women that have enjoyed these movies so far, you know, mm-hmm. not all of this shit is black and white where girls don't like these movies. That's not true, but it's cool. You know, of course you're going, you're going to, uh, feel more for people that are more like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and that I'm glad that you know, women are coming out and seeing this movie again, 53% of the audience apparently was women seeing this. And, um, it's great. I think it's fucking great. It's so cool to see your kick ass using the lasso. Um, God, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's DC dude, just fucking become female led. You know, we, they did a great, she did a great job, (laughs) you know, just make a fucking matriarchal, uh, <laughs> superhero universe. <laughs> <laughs> now, Stefan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Closing yes. remarks. Just yes. That's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, oh wait, are you gonna say something or not? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, you. Closing <laughs> remarks. Jesus, uh, man. Nah. I like it. I said my piece. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will. I will add in. I will add in one more thing. Uh, technically, this isn't actually the first female superhero film. It's the first, first in a Supergirl? while. Supergirl in the eighties. Well, we got Supergirl in the eighties. We got Catwoman. Oh um, God. And Elektra. She's, so yeah, let's just say you're this, right. You're right about that. You are this right. This is the first female superhero movie in a while, but also probably the first female superhero movie that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's true. There's a reason we forgot about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right about even that. Though, even though, like Elektra, like not in that in the comic book universe, that movie was better than Daredevil. I remember dude, enjoying it more. That'd be my segment. Like, uh, yeah. was it really that bad? Elektra? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're gonna watch yeah. Elektra. That's gonna fucking go. happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I, I was never a hater of that movie. Yeah, I remember liking like all the the mystical ninja shit in it. it was yeah. kind of cool. But uh, closing remarks for Wonder Woman. It's great. Uh, if you haven't fucking seen it, uh, do yourself a favor. It's a great film. And uh, what all these other guys said, uh, it's, it's all true. There's no lying here. <laughs> uh, you should see it. It's worth your time. Even if you're kind of like you don't know that much about Wonder Woman, they do a great job of just catching you up to 
her story and what's going on. If you want a little more, like I said, check out the Wonder Woman animated film from, I think it was like 2009 or something. Also a really great film. Yes. So that's all I got, boys. That's it. Just done. Oh, just the last thing I'd say about that is uh, let's hope that uh, we get Cheetah in the next one. Oh, man. That would be, I hope so. That'd be incredible. I don't know who they who they would cast. I mean, maybe we can talk about that now, but. Uh... Hmm. Ben, go. <laughs> you probably Cheetah? already thought about it. Yeah. I don't know that much about Cheetah. Keep in mind, a lot of it's going to be prosthetics and CG. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's difficult to. So, I mean. Look, we probably years ago. I'm going to put it this way: years ago, if you said like, "Who's who do you think would be like mainline a really good Wonder Woman movie?" We all would have picked some other name that wouldn't have been Gal Gadot, Lucy yeah. Lawless. So yeah, we would have been something like that. Like so, at this point, I'm just like, look, whoever Patty Jenkins wants, I'm in. All right, so this is the new segment for this week. Getting right to it. Uh... Just to uh, connect with the last segment, Patty Jenkins is back on for Wonder Woman 2, and also Wonder Woman has made $100 million, uh, domestically and $223 million currently worldwide. Uh, biggest for a woman director ever, and, uh, you know, turning some heads, basically. Yep, so, yep. like it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking, uh, I'm looking up right now. Yes, it was directed by a woman and obviously stars a woman. What I'm curious about for next time is if it's going to be written by a woman. Right, yeah. yes. yeah. Because I've looked at the names, I don't think any of them were female. No. Yeah, yeah they, it looks like, yeah, Alan Heinberg. Which, I mean, no offense to Alan Heinberg, he did a great job. But I'm just right. saying, like, it'd be nice for the next time. That dude wrote Pan, right? Peter Pan movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, I'm looking now. Hold on. You, you Jackman. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Ew. Was it him? I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Not on here. It's not okay. on his. I don't know what I'm thinking then, man. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, right. Let's see what we got here. So, uh, by the way, usually I have this kind of separated into Marvel and DC, but. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I've been a little bit busy. It's kind of a mess this week. So if you guys in the audience will uh, bear with me on this one. So uh, next one, uh, newest new new mutant cast member is Stranger Things' Charlie Heaton. He looks yes. like a uh, 17-year-old drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> you seen those well, pictures of him, man? They're yeah. going for a horror movie vibe, so there you go. Yeah. He looks like Dane DeHaan's stepbrother yes oh, and macaulay oh. culkin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he looks like macaulay culkin's best friend <laughs> who's on a little bit less drugs than macaulay culkin was yeah he looks like he gave the eulogy at uh brad renfro's funeral <laughs> jesus <laughs> jesus yeah. man dark humor dark. real dark that's what, that's what it was going does this, does this fit the character like i'm not familiar with him. <laughs> I, I have no idea i just i, I just He's I just like the ball. casting that they've been uh, He's gonna choosing. Be I, I think, I mean, the movie sounds like it's going to be fucking cool, and them doing an X-Men horror movie, that's that's really sweet. I mean, the the, the many, you know, the more different kinds of superhero movies we get, the better, I think. They, they don't all have to be action and adventure. I mean, if they make a fucking Swamp Thing movie, that should be a fucking horror movie as well. Or at least, yeah. at least suspense or yeah. something. I mean, hell, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Pill. He could probably do a pretty good Swamp Thing movie. 
Yeah, you could. In the in a similar style to to but he could do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> a neurotic adventure through the swamps. <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? A uh, titillating yep. adventure. <laughs> I think they cast a, I, I think another character also just got cast too, but um, she's the like Native oh, American they, lady. No, no there was no, something cast, whitewashed, right? It was whitewashed. They cast Sunspot. Yeah, they cast Sunspot, who's traditionally Afro Latino. Um, okay. They're they're leaning more towards the Latino, and so some news sites have, or I don't know, news sites, but the popular opinion is that's like a form of whitewashing or whatever. They didn't. So um, the 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 character or the person that they cast is Latino, but not. He's, he's Brazilian, so he's he's white. Basically, he's a you know like a. Uh, His look know, is it, white. White. Yeah, and and in Brazil, he would be considered white. You know, but he's gotcha. Brazilian. Um. So no, they I mean, cast uh, whoever Moonstar yeah. is too. She's a Native, oh, Native damn, American telepath. Funny. Yeah, that's right. Um, They're rolling on. I mean, this wasn't Sunspot? Name. Yeah, Sunspot was in Days of Future Past. He was played by another guy who didn't look yeah, Afro Latino either. Like, so how come? Latino. Yeah. Yeah, like now people are saying something. Dominican. Benito Dominican man. Is this your audition for Sunspot stuff? Yeah, fucking I'd rock that shit. I got a big wide nose, man. <laughs> Sorry, was that racist? I'm just saying I could be a little black. You never. Know. Oh my god. Well, you are Latino <laughs> yourself, so like yeah, I said before, right? I'm a mutt. You got, a, a, you mutt. got a lot more to say than we could, I guess, about that. Well, Ben, you probably dick, man. <laughs> my dick is so, black. I don't know. I don't know how genetics work, but fuck, aren't we all from Africa? Hey, man, I think you're right. <laughs> but anyway, sunspot. He'll his power will turn him black. That's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all right, Andrew. What's the next headline? All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, a whole what new my version. Bill Maher now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Oh man. All right. Oh. Whole Turn new version. Man. Whole new version of Frank Miller's Sin City coming to TV. That's all I got on that one. Hmm. Hmm. On the CW. No, Wait, I don't know. <laughs> probably. I'd watch that just to see like how. As long as shirtless boys. As long as they recast Josh. As long as they cast Josh Hartnett again as some new role, they should cast him as Marv this time. <laughs> I'm there. And never wearing a shirt. <laughs> and doing that salmon ladder shit the whole fucking uh, every ep- fucking episode. That's what they do on all those shows now. What is it? It's a. I call it like the salmon ladder. Uh, if you've seen Arrow, you've seen this. Yeah. You've seen this every time where he's. It's a. He's holding onto a bar like he's doing chin ups. Yeah. But as he does a chin up, he he kind of jumps in the air with the bar and makes the bar go up to a higher level on a higher oh, rung. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the salmon ladder. So. Uh, tough. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, tough. man. Uh, speaking of Ben, I don't know. You might, you might be, uh, you might have heard this, but Stephen Amell, the guy that plays Arrow, he did American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Cool. And he's like, ex- awesome. of course, he's insanely good at it. Yeah. No, and he's. I mean, he. I, I saw. I saw the whole thing, and he. He rocked it. Like at yeah. the very towards the end. Did Did any of you guys see it, or did you just read about it? Yeah. I actually have I not. Just read about I, just, it. I just read about it. Yeah, just check it's it out because, like, at one point he could have just finished, and then he's like, "All right, like, how much? If I do the more courses I do, the more money you raise with charity." And they're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna do more," and then oh, he nice. does, and then he does the fucking salmon ladder, and nice. I'm just like, "All right, this guy is 
fucking superhero. Like he, yeah. he nailed it. Fuck yeah, he's been training. Man. You know, also he raises money for charity on his Facebook selling T-shirts. Yeah, he the has, fuck cancer. Yeah, fuck cancer. He 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 liked. I don't know if he invented this word, but he might have. Sincerely, he mm-hmm. likes that word, so he put that on a bunch of shirts and sold them for 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 cancer patients or cancer research or something. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, this dude. This dude's doing it, man. He's a cool dude. As broy as he looks, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's yeah. a he's a fucking really nice dude. He's Canadian too, so that's maybe a big yeah. part of it. No, he's he's he seems like a great dude. He's obviously in great shape, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw Arrow season five, but he they took him to different lengths in with that character. He really showed. I'm different. going to watch that. I, I everybody says it's a it's a good season. It is. It was better than any of the other Berlanti shows this season. Yeah. Was, okay. That, that's saying something. Because Flash. Oh God, this is, could be another tangent here. But Flash, like Ben, you agree, right? It was just not. It was okay. It wasn't great. Oh, it was the weakest season out of the three. Don't spoil far. anything. I'm watching it now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this isn't on my news thing, but I think I read that um, they've already kind of got the next villain in mind, and it's not a speedster. For yeah. the next one, and it's like, oh god! Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, let's please. In like, one way, what? it's finally. In another way, I'm just like, okay, but then how are you going to do 22, 23 episodes against this person? They will find a way, bro. Yeah, no, but I'm just hire speedsters to do his bidding. You know what, dude? For an episode or two, that'd be kind of cool, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, I kind of miss it when it was season one, and each episode was some sort of Flash villain, and the whole Reverse yeah. Flash thing wasn't really that big of a deal, except for one or two episodes until like the you know the last few at the end. Did he right. go, did he run backwards in the show? Backwards in time. Like, or does backwards, re- literally. Does yeah? Does Reverse Flash run backwards? No, I don't know why I think that. <laughs> but I was like, that, that, I think that kind of deterred me a little bit from watching the rest of it. I'm like, I don't think I can see that. I don't think I can watch that with a straight face and continue to like. Well, you it. thought so because I'm, he so was like, Reverse Flash that he ran backwards? Yeah, I did. I no, did. <laughs> no. The answer is no, Stephanie. Runs yeah. normally. And why is he called Reverse Flash? Just because his colors are different? Reverses the colors, and because he wants to be, you know, the the opposite of everything Flash stands for. Not, not because of that. Now I really want to see him run backwards. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my me too. God. Me too. You always bring up. I'm on board. I'm on board with the villain that runs backwards. But I yeah, I mean, I that's some stoner shit right there. My apologies. That's hilarious, though, man. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. He's also in Injustice, which is really cool. I mean, none of the spe- the other the other speedster big bads have not beaten Reverse Flash in my mind. Like that's still. He's still the best speedster villain. Obviously, I love that the actor best. too. Yes. That guy was good. I gotta finish the first couple seasons. Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, I liked it a lot. He spent. Uh, he's also Canadian, and he spent a good part of his childhood in Africa. Apparently. Oh, hmm. didn't know that. Yeah, in like Gambia or something. He's from Montreal. He's also a French speaker. Uh, he says uh, he said I spent part of my Africa as part of my uh, childhood in Africa in in comic book men. So. I after that episode, I went on his Wikipedia to learn all about him. So, yeah, he's got kind of a cool uh, background. All right, moving on. Uh, Universal Dark Universe uh, THR reports as part of an extensive extensive piece on Universal's monster movie Gambit that Angelina Jolie and Dwayne the Rock Johnson are still in talks to play the Bride of Frankenstein and the Wolfman, respectively. The site also 
says each film in the Universal Monsters stable will have dramatically different budgets, including some Roger Corman level chintziness where applicable that's what yeah apparently that bloom house who do a lot of horror movies they're gonna do like the cheesier like lower budget ones like black um, lagoon or some shit uh dude th- i want like you know a movie that's not been remade yet creature mm. from the black lagoon fuck yeah, yeah. man yep. like, i want a good hard as a little. um I, I'm excited to see what they want to do. I'm going to go see the mummy just because I'm interested to see how like Dr. Jekyll ties into it. If they're going to make any references to like a new Dracula. Yeah. Like I'm kind of interested. I'm try- I'm kind of interested to see because they did cast a woman as the mummy villain. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. Like, you know, I thought it was just going to be like a dude playing the mummy. And I like that aspect of it. I could do without Tom Cruise for sure. <laughs> but, um, I'm interested to see like what they have planned for the dark universe and hopefully that this film does well. Cause basically I just want a creature from the black lagoon movie, a new one because yeah. it's, it's un, like no one's touched it yet. And like, there's all these rumors of them always doing one or they're thinking about doing one. And I think it deserves another, like, or it deserves a big budget, like try, you know, I mean, there are directors out there that can handle it. I think their biggest issue that they should probably be doing with dark universe is getting like Fetty Alvarez and like, um, fucking, uh, God, what's the guy's name that did Blair Witch and just got Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh yeah. Uh, Adam Wingard. Wingard. Yeah. Uh, um, these guys should be the guys that are leading this movement. No, don't waste of... their talents on this shit. No, <laughs> no <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry I'm to interrupt. Saying... I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, but, but like, I but, want yeah, those people ahead. behind this with like free reign, you yeah. know, like I, I no, think this, maybe they were approached yeah. and then they were like, nah, dude, that's too actiony. Yeah. No, I just but think I these dark like... universe movies look like, or this, this whole idea of this big universe thing is so retarded. This movie, mummy looks yeah. awful. And like for them, I like think Dwayne so too, the Rock man. Johnson as, as Angelina Jolie is a bride of Frankenstein. All these, like, not that the rock is as washed up, but like Johnny Depp starting to get pretty washed up as an actor, Angelina Jolie and like, uh, who gives a fuck <laughs> you know like like i don't know these big yeah, like overarching was... universes agents or you know nick fury kind of coming in to collect all these fucking monsters like fuck that shit dude yeah i mean this looks played out i think it looks dumb I'm they, fu- should, I'm, they should just I'm i like don't get this in the horror or monster universe very often on this kind of scale but does that mean that you really need it you know like it just seems i like mean i'm okay with it because it's like but like i'm fine with it because it's not like a comic book yeah. franchise i think it'd be cool if they were just separate movies like those stories were you know what i mean like that they have to like yeah i, I mean i wouldn't maybe, mind just... maybe they're maybe they're building up to a new monster squad and that would be fucking dude like that's what i'm getting that's what i was about to fucking get to my friend oh, okay okay oh my god i'll i'll I, I mean, like, honestly, these films, these films are probably going to be shitty and they're not going to do well <laughs> and no one's going to go see them. So the whole idea is falling apart. That's why I'm thinking if you had like the smaller budget with like some of these really good directors in the horror genre right now doing this, it could be great. That's to me, that's the most interesting thing about this little article is that the fact that they're going to have Roger Corman level uh, budgets that will, I mean, that's uh I mean, the, the ones well, that are low budget, the ones going to be more. It. I don't think. I think they're going to have a budget compared to like a Roger Corman film, but maybe yeah. a little bit more. But if they're going to be restricting them, uh, I think that that will actually help the some of these films ultimately. I mean, yeah, uh, I think the ones with Jolie and The Rock are going to be probably the, the shitty. The Rock ones. should not be Wolfman, and like I don't want to hear that. Plus, he was Scorpion King. 
<laughs> like yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. part of something like this. Yeah. But I think it's just going to kind of fall flat like Dracula Untold because that was supposed to be like the reboot of this. But oh, like right. no one liked yeah, it. That one I didn't think it. Yeah, I, I think it's an okay movie. Like it's not bad. I mean, if you're trying to like start a fucking like series or universe off of it, no. But I like the idea of like the retelling of like Dracula and stuff. And I think the actors in it, like uh, the guy who plays like the, the guy who bite, who bites Dracula, there's like, there's a fucking creepy ass scene where he's like fucking like weird demonic vampire mm -hmm. mode. And I was like, holy fuck, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So there's some like cool moments in it, but it's not a great Is film. Is that the most but... recent you're talking about? That most recent yeah, one? With, with uh, uh, I think it's like Luke Goss or whatever his name is. Luke yeah, Evans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the I, Evans, yeah. That looked kind of interesting to me. I never, I didn't watch it. I like that, it. It's not bad. I mean, for it's, like, it's part of this uh, universe, though, right? Is it was like supposed to be. Uh, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was the Green Lantern of this universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to get off, was, but now we. You know what? Uh, Dracula Untold, greater than Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's not that bold. That's it's, not that bold, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Green Lantern is fucking terrible. I tried to rewatch it recently, and it's fucking terrible. I fell yeah. asleep like three times. Oh. I'm I trying really to find it. Ryan Reynolds super annoying outside of Deadpool. That trailer with him and Sam Jackson, uh uh. Oh, dude. That shit looks trailer terrible. Trash. For him to, trailer yeah. trash. We, need to bring, we need to have trailer trash. What movie is yeah, this? That shit was awful. The Hitman's, Hitman's Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yeah. The, the Hitman's oh. Bodyguard. What a title. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> One and oh, who gives a fuck about Sam Jackson anymore? And <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is an obnoxious shit, dude. Ryan Reynolds is so obnoxious um, outside of Deadpool, but that's who Deadpool is, and it works. Anyway, that's my that's my rant. It is pretty much perfect. Uh, all right, so uh, again, I guess we're going to have weekly Godzilla King of the Monsters news, but uh, Silicon Valley's Thomas Middleditch has joined the cast in an undisclosed role. He's Godzilla. He... Yeah. <laughs> Anybody watch this show? I, I watch it. Silicon Valley's great. I haven't watched I... the new season because I don't know. Silicon Valley's so... fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. It's one of the best comedies, yeah. Fuck, oh, I can Jeff, watch it baby. later today. Yeah, Mike dude. Judge. Oh my god. Whenever there touches is at least silver, <laughs> yeah, if not gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, that dude, uh, the, the Satanist dude. I forget his name, but he's in a uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, what is his fucking name? How am I forgetting it? Dude from Freaks and Geeks. God damn it! Forgive me. I love that guy. He plays Gilfold. Gilfold. Martin Star. Martin Star, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love his remarks. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna get sick of this, but I love his fucking satanic snark, man. The the only thing I that I think they need to do is that they, they never check him. Like he's he is always right in every yeah. fucking scene. I want him to be wrong yeah. at least once. Yeah. That's true. You no, know, it's his character, but, man. That's why you like speaks, him. Yeah, it speaks to his character. That's why he's the best fucking coder and shit like that. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Him and Dinesh, man. Oh, my God. Dinesh. Oh, he's fantastic, too, man. Yeah. That whole show. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You got your so visa on your lunch up. break? It took me 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> I made sex on her. <laughs> yeah. Chortle my balls. Yeah. Chortle okay. my balls. <laughs> Akira creator Katsuhiro Otomo told Forbes he will have to approve the concept of a USA of a US remake before one is officially put into production. Hell yeah. That's I like, cool. I like I'm glad he still has that power. 
I like yeah. the staunchness of that because it it moves the gears another way, and so hopefully it'll be like it'll they'll stick to that somehow, or rather than just let's sh- let's just dump not do a it. pile let's... of money on his porch. <laughs> I think just... they, I think I think they should do. Like I said mentioned in my post a while back, they should do like a hip hop version of it with like trap music and like an Afro futurist kind of fucking Akira. Anyway, move on. Don't listen. To be, I, I think it'd be cool if it was a, to inspire by, you know, I, I would really like yeah, to see, totally. I would really like to see the uh, graphic, the, the graphic novel come to life. Like, cause there's so much missing from oh, the, film. the comic. Is so, so they should, so good. Sorry. They should do like a season one or a mini series, like, and get some, I mean, you'll always have that classic one, but get like some really good fucking animators in there and just like make like the complete, uh, you know, the complete version of this. That's what I would like to see. And then, you know, instead of like a live action version of it, like let's just get the actual like novel, you know, in a season or something. Netflix, pick that shit up. But give me some money for coming up with the idea. So he said, uh, just adding to this, this is what Otomo said. Uh, While I haven't seen the new live action Ghost in the Shell, when it comes to Akira, I have already finished the original manga and my own anime version too. So in that sense, I'm basically done with Akira. It's If yeah. someone wants to do something new with Akira, then I am mostly okay with that, as I accepted the offer for a live-action Akira to be made. So I'm generally okay with whatever they want to do with it. However, I did give one major condition to a live-action version, and that is that I had to check and approve the scenario. As mm-hmm. always, the fundamental question on adapting anything is whether you follow the host work strictly or do something new with it. That is a never-ending discussion, I think. Personally, I think That's that... A smart motherfucker. I think being entirely bound to the original manga of something like Akira would not make any sense as a movie. As for what I would do in terms of adapting Akira into my own live-action movie, I really don't know... I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I would much rather do something entirely new and separate. <laughs> I love him. He's a bad motherfucker. Man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a Tomo for you. I mean, right? I think that's what they—that's what they should do with that—that—that that, that license. You know, like I think yeah. that's why, like, uh, Pill Giddy, like being talked to about it, like that. I would have liked to have seen his version of, or his take on this subject matter. You know, with the cast he would have probably put together, it could have been a really fun, we- weird kind of film. You know, but I obviously want his talents to go to whatever he wants to do because, like, Get Out was great. You know, so I can't wait to see what he has in store for us next. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So moving on to the next one. Uh, this is the ongoing saga of Ready Player One news. Uh, ben Mendelsohn told the rap he has no intention to play his villainous character Nolan Sorrento faithfully to Ernest Klein's portrayal of him in the novel. <laughs> he said, "I'm not trying to be faithful to the book Sorrento at all." So anyone that's coming at it wanting a faithful recreation or transposing of the written Sorrento is not going to get it. I would rarely do that because my feeling about written literature characters is you don't get to better them. My basic preference is to just try and wipe that slate and to try to try and do it in context of what is going on around the film. I treat them as very different entities in that way. This is kind of a similar thing to Akira, actually. He should be careful not to choke on his aspirations, I say. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yes. Nice. Have you um, read the book, uh, Ben? 
No, I have no idea what he's talking about. I just thought uh, it was kind of, it's kind of a bold, it's his own bold statement he's making about, yeah, I'm not going to follow your like faithfulness. I'm just like, yeah, that's not going to go over very well. Wolf. I know there are fans of this book. I don't, I haven't read it, but I know yeah. there are fans of it and I'm sure they hear this and they're probably just like, oh, fuck. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think Ben Mendelsohn's a fucking phenomenal actor and everything I've seen him in, I've enjoyed, um, even if I wasn't like sold out, like that Mississippi grind movie he's in with like Ryan Reynolds. I was like, Oh my God, really? Like why? <laughs> but it's it's good. And he's fucking good in That's it. What I'm talking about. So um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds doesn't play like a normal, right? Like he's like Ryan Reynolds, but like not as much Ryan Reynolds as before, like in other stuff. But yeah. um, I, I'm excited to see what he, his take on the character is. I mean, uh, my whole thing with like adaptions is, uh, I kind of want to see something new, a little different. You know, I'm not, uh, I read the book. I love the book and I'll always have the book. I can always reread it and it's not going anywhere. So I'm definitely interested to see what, you know, Spielberg and the crew has in store. I think, uh, you know, he's probably saying this, but like, I'm probably seeing him like, Oh my God, he encapsulated like the way I read the character and he's not even trying to, or some shit like that, you know? So who knows? Whatever. It's just an actor <laughs> spelling some actor shit. So <laughs> it's going to be down to spielberg and how he's directed and how it's written and everything like that so like i'm sure it's not really going to be that big of a deal it's just right. probably not the smartest thing for him to have said right no, now it's not yeah. they want no. to just get more uh hits on fucking articles and shit yeah basically i think that he that i mean reading reading the book or listening to the book rather uh but i, I think that uh, them casting ben Mendelssohn as sorrento is fucking perfect yeah that's I mean, exactly I think, what I imagine him as. Well, when I saw Rogue One, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. This is going to be great in this role. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So I, I think if, he, I mean, I don't want him to play the character he played in Rogue One, but I mean, I'm sure he has an idea. Um, like I said, most things I've seen him in, he's been really good in. So I have faith that it's going to be, a, he's going to be a good villain, you know? So how faithful should you be to the source material? I don't know, man. I mean, it's so many factors, right? Yeah, I just, I, you know. It's fine. You got to be creative I, about it. I mean, I think the thing with adapting, adapt, adapt it to film, you know, adapt it to the medium. I think the thing about adaption is, is like you have to pay a little bit of homage to the source material and you have to kind of get that general feeling through it. Like, so if I watch a Ready Player One movie and I was like, there's no rush in it. There's no, there's no like, you know, Ultraman. There's no any kind of these references that are referenced throughout it. I'd be like, holy fuck, man. They didn't even make a Ready Player One movie, you know? Like, that's right. what makes Ready Player One so much fun because it's like stuff from childhood and like references to things that like we grew up with. And that's what makes it so much fun. So if like Spielberg is like, oh, I'm cutting all that shit out. I'd be like, holy fuck, this movie's going to suck. But I, like I when Ben Middleton says, I want to, I want to play this villain a little differently. That doesn't make me go, oh, this movie's going to blow. It just makes me go, oh, that's interesting. I don't mind that, you know, like uh, with American Gods, like it's one of my favorite novels and, you know, they've started doing things. They added a new God to it now, which I haven't seen that episode and they've done some different things with it. But for the most part, they've been following the beats of the book. And, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really particularly like the, the casting of uh, the shadow character because I envisioned him a certain way and read him a certain way as his own take on shadow, but I'm not, you know, yeah, I still think it's a good show. So, you know, I, I'm open to it. I mean, if Ready Player One sucks, it's going to suck. I'm going to tell you all it sucks. Spielberg <laughs> is going to nail the war game sequence. 
Oh, pff. I think there's he, only one sequence I could care about, boys, and I think you know what it is. It's that, it's rush. that rush one. Rush. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, moving on, uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh, Star Wars. He said that Star Wars: The Last Jedi isn't Empire Strikes Back 2.0. Good. <laughs> Better not be. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, the best thing he said since all this other so stuff's far. been coming out about his directing and choices throughout this film making process. Right. So, right, right. Yeah, I figured you guys might like that one. Um, I like to throw in some Star Wars news every week, as you guys can probably tell. Yeah. I don't want. I, I follow Star Wars sites, and I'm just like, I don't want to know anything. And I'll like read the headline. I go, Why the fuck did you read that? <laughs> I don't want to make it like super spoiler either. But yeah, that was a pretty like just a kind of like general statement yeah. um punisher in november it's about fucking time <laughs> jeez hasn't it been like you three years? the john bernthal show yeah i'm in <laughs> you, 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 like you were part of daredevil season two hell so, yeah i agree 100 yeah. agree it it's awesome. gonna be I, i'm very excited to see just like how intense this is comparative to the other oh god uh, netflix shows i um, like I like how how interesting they knew the Punisher was going to be in Daredevil season two that they didn't like mince words with Daredevil shit so much. It was just like just throw ninja shit at him, Electra, have him fight. It's good enough. Punisher, it was perfect. <laughs> he was like a terrorist in a way, like a local terrorist. That was what was, yeah, so I thought was cool about him. He John Bernthal really nails that. Um, I've got a lot of inner pain so well. from PTSD kind of uh, vibe, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He nails that shit. No, he's a perfect Punisher. Yeah. I just, you know, the Shane from Walking Dead, I was like, this guy's going to be the fucking Punisher. I was like, ah. And then I saw it and I was I like, know. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I, I admit it. I was wrong. I'm sorry, Marvel. How could I ever doubt you? <laughs> I just like, you know, like the way he's drawn in a lot of comics is very similar. And I just like his, like, his look, I wasn't like totally sold on. Uh-huh. But I was just like, he encapsulates that character so well. That it just like doesn't even matter. He like transcends it, you know. So right, that prison fight scene so uh, in season two, so man, good. that was the highlight of the fucking season. And and the one the scene where she's talking to him in that diner, where she's like, "You're you you know you never lie, but you're you you're seemingly awful. You kill people, but you never lie." Whereas uh, Daredevil uh, is always lying, but he never kills. And she's kind of struggling with. The differences of these two, of the two guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, but I I really thought yeah, yeah. I like that diner scene quite a lot. Um, and then the last thing on the docket is uh, Josh Gad has actually had a meeting at DC Films apparently, and we don't know what exactly occurred there, but he keeps taking pictures of himself with Penguin Comics. So oh yeah, Ben, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for you. I would have something about this. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, because like if you tell me Josh Gad for Penguin, I'm just like uh, can't really see it. But you know, I'm also a Michael Keaton Batman fan. Yeah. So, and you know, we had never really seen Heath Ledger play a villain either. And my God, like when we when he finally did, knocked it out of the park. So I'm kind of you know I would give him the benefit of the doubt. He does, you know, he obviously has the look. I've mainly seen him in comedic shit, so, like, I can't really judge whether or not he can play a menacing villain. But, again, like, that's because we haven't seen him given the chance to do it. Uh, and, 
the I guess the only gripe that I would have with it, even if it's something that's true, is like since when was Penguin like so much younger than Batman? Because <laughs> he yeah. is, he does seem to be a lot younger to me than uh, than Affleck. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I'm just I'm not convinced that this is anything outside of just him being a fan, being like, oh, this is awesome. I love the Penguin yeah, character. I wish like I could like a do this. week. It would be a weak casting for sure. Yeah, like he's not better. Get Harvey Keitel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, one person that I would like for it, who's already worked with, um, worked with the director, is uh, Andy Serkis. I'd be curious to see the Andy Serkis take. Oh, fuck, dude. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah that would you're, be cool. You're kind I think of a he'd genius, be... aren't you, Ben? Pretty cool, Riddler. Uh, Andy Circus. Uh, I think Andy Circus could probably play any character you put him in. Like I would like, I'd like to see him as the Riddler or the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a cool scarecrow. Like I just like the guy can do about anything, man. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to see him outside of the CG outfit. I mean, I know he's going to be in Black Panther, but I don't know how big of a role that's really going to be. Um, yeah. I was besides, like, the like rumor. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But I was just going to say, like, besides, like, Andy, would you rather be Ulysses Claw or would you rather be the fucking Penguin or the Riddler? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be a yeah. Batman villain. Yeah. Yeah. I always like right. the rumor of Michael C. Hall playing the Riddler. <laughs> that I, never, I don't remember that, that one. Did you ever see that movie with uh, Jared Butler, the gamer? Gamer, I think it's called. Yeah. Where he's the villain. I didn't see it. I saw that, all parts of it, though. He has that, like, dance sequence. Like, Michael mm-hmm. C. Hall's the shit. I always thought he'd play a great Riddler. Anyway. Yeah, I I would like to see that as well. If we're talking ben, dream casting. If 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 they do, uh, let's say I just want to think about this for a second. If they did a Riddler, uh, main villain movie, right? Would the whole thematic element be about vanity and narcissism? Because isn't Riddler's big thing, in in the sense that in the way they write him in the modern sense is that uh, he thinks he's the shit, but he can't figure out who Batman is. Mm. Kind of. I mean, if you look at the very the first Riddler comic, Riddle of all. Yes. Yeah. The, you look at the first Riddler comic, uh, he became the Riddler simply because he's just like, well, I want to prove that I'm smarter than everyone else. Yeah. It's right. vanity, yes. Yeah. So it's all it's all vanity. So yeah, I mean, that could that could play in. Ego, pride. Uh, and then you go into Batman's pride, Batman's vanity, Bruce Wayne's vanity. You know, yeah. what does the villain have to say about the hero, right? Damn, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to play there's plenty of riddler comics there's a lot that hasn't really been covered because the last time we saw riddler on the big, sc- big screen was jim carrey sucking brainwaves out of people so <laughs> yeah you know what i talked about this in the last one i thought he was fine for that movie uh, you know, I no, he, know he's fine for the movie i'm just yeah. saying like there's yeah, yeah. there's more to riddler than what we saw in that in that right 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 yeah yeah i i think that um there's a lot they could do with riddler i mean what they did with the Joker is that, you know, it, the, the thematic thing there was that he just, that it kind of attacked his uh, sense of logic and his uh, moral, his code and all that shit, which was of course done really well. But uh, yeah. people always say that the Riddler is pretty, pretty close to the Joker. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, out of all the other ones yeah. in his rogues gallery. So um, it'd be cool to see it be kind of similar, but a little bit different. That guy on Gotham is, is is pretty good and of course that's the best penguin in my opinion that we've ever seen sorry danny devito but uh, <laughs> i mean you were good you gave me nightmares when i was a kid um i'm cold-blooded shit like that that should that should <laughs> fuck me up dude <laughs> that should fuck me up 
I do uh, think, yeah, yeah. The, the guy, yeah, no, the guy in Gotham is, is really good. Uh, there was an episode called How the Riddler Got His Name. Uh, and if you, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. But uh, I was kind of, uh, I don't know, because I, 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 like sh- I, like, I like the show's take on him, but I was kind of underwhelmed by, I guess, their version of how he came about. Like the specifics of the of the Riddler. Oh, the fact when he killed that girl and shit. Uh, I mean, that was kind of like him on the path of being evil. But like uh, the episode, how the Riddler got his name, is kind of like him. By the end of it, he's just flat out I'm the Riddler, and he's in the green uh, outfit. Oh, he wears a green outfit in the show. He does now. Oh wow, I didn't know but, that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there's no explanation why. He's, <laughs> he's just going a, crazy. He only has a green outfit. That's what happens when you go crazy. Yeah, I, I guess that's, that's their take on it. Personally, like I've always kind of wanted to see because uh, my take on the origin this is me pitching a Riddler movie at this point. Uh, that's all I want to hear right now. <laughs> okay, my my take on the origin is that uh, you start with Edward Edward being a private investigator. This is during a time that Batman's already established and shit, so everybody knows like okay, Batman is helping the cops. He's the world's greatest detective. And then you've got Edward Nigma being, and it would make sense of his name, you know, Enigma Investigations, Edward Nigma. He's a private investigator and he's doing his own thing. He kind of looks up to Batman, but he also wants to like beat Batman. He wants to be the best detective in Gotham, right? And he realized the only way to do that is to be a step ahead of Batman. How do you become a step ahead of Batman? You create the villain. So he creates the Riddler. And that explains why he wears an outfit that's so outlandish, so that nobody knows it's that, him. That's amazing, dude. Well, that's, that's why awesome. he. That's why he wears a mask. Because if you think about it, why does Riddler wear a mask in the comics? Everyone knows he's Edward Nigma. <laughs> no reason why he wears a mask. Yeah. It's stupid, but it would make sense if he was protecting his identity in the very beginning. And he wears green because green is the color of envy, the green-eyed monster, because he's envious right. of Batman. Right. So that's the explanation. And Batman the whole time is just like, how the fuck is Nigma ahead of me on this Riddler stuff? And then he realized, oh, it's because Nigma is Riddler. But uh, but then Nigma, like maybe halfway through the movie, or maybe early on, because Batman is gonna be, you know, he's a good detective. You know what? Dude, just going off what you just said, and yeah. I think we're gonna write the best Batman movie ever right now. But <laughs> fucking you go into him going into another personality and he's kind of playing with both personalities, mm-hmm. and then he starts to lose sight of himself. Um, he starts loving the Riddler. That hit, it's his id, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we we sort of lose Edward Nigma. Meanwhile, Bruce Wayne Bruce is becoming lost. Thing. Yeah, Bruce is going through the same thing. Exactly. Ba- only Batman is beginning to remain, and you're going to have, let's say, you know, he defeats the Riddler, of course, in the end. And mm-hmm. but but uh, Batman beats Bruce Wayne uh, internally as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I don't know how they would portray that, but it would be like some kind of uh, kind of subtle thing in a, in a la- in one of the last scenes or something. Mm-hmm. Well, like the big riddle that both of them are trying to solve is like, who am I? I guess there you go. Oh my fucking god, dude! DC, <laughs> will you call us, please? <laughs> welcome, the they way. just stole it, dude. They just stole it. <laughs> They're like, you know, that's our, those are our characters. Thanks. This guy listen to the podcast. Okay, we we if you listen to previous podcasts, we gave you a Robin movie. Now he's a Riddler movie. Like exactly, oh we're gonna have God. one more, and then we'll have our own Batman trilogy. Yes, yeah. I mean we were that, talking dude, about that, a movie <laughs> the other day. The what? We were talking about a like uh, you know how they're gonna reboot the Crow or whatever with like Jason Momoa's like the new name. Yeah. And we were talking, and I was just like, just in my rant, just sitting here doing nothing on my day off. I was like, you know, it'd be cool if there's a female Crow. Oh, that'd be sweet, yeah. 
and then like we were talking on like our little messenger about like what the story would be it would like take place in mexico maybe feature the cartel and blah 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 and like it was like me and stefan and joey just rambling off these ideas i was like we've made a 10 times better crow movie than what has been mentioned of the remake yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely i just have a feeling uh, that yeah, Jason yeah. Momoa one is not going to go through he's busy with the aquaman stuff and i just yeah. I, don't, oh, yeah, I, don't, sure. I don't think it's, it's, a, cr- it's a cursed it's a dare i say it's a cursed franchise just mm. keep it the way it was. Just like yeah. keep it with, yeah. Where it ended. Just like if you want more crow stuff, just Random. nothing. It makes that movie so much more power. Well, not so much more, but it makes it very powerful after the fact and everything that he died. It's such. It's it's morbid. It's dark. You know what I mean? It's just. It's a beautiful piece of art. It's a treasure. And unless yeah. you make it just, and unless you make it as brutal as the fucking comic, um, don't even bother. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily need like, uh, I just need it to be the crow something, you know, like I don't need it to be the crow because yeah. I like, I don't want to see that remake. I have a perfect film. Like the crow film is just like, I mean, love it. I'm just, yeah, I like that. I like that character. I like the uh, mythology around the character. And I think, you know, for the sequels, like City of Angels, I enjoy Salvation. What is it called? Is it Salvation? Is that the third one? Uh, I don't know. Nobody Salvation watched it. Salvation is like the fourth one. No, it's the third one. And then Wicked, w- Wicked Prayer was the last one with Edward Furlong. And then they yeah. did uh, the Crow television series uh, with Mark, Mark Costco's. Yeah, Stairway to Heaven. That's my um, dude. But I don't know. I'd be up for a new Crow movie. Apparently, you guys don't care. Just want to make Batman movies all fucking day. <laughs> I, I, I would be up for it. I would, I would want to make a Crow movie. Fuck. I want to make a Crow fan film. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck whatever they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if they, if, I thought if Tom Hiddleston go was a good rumored cast. Sorry, Ben, I mean to Ooh, jump on yeah, you. Go ahead. But I thought Tom Hiddleston was a good rumored cast for a little while before Jason Momoa got uh, uh, attached. I just don't think Momoa is a good fit for it. I don't either. He's too bulky. That'd be the AVP yeah. of the Crow movies. I mean, like the whole like point. Was I like, that this I like guy, him, but yeah. he should he should be the fucking Wolf Man. What the fucking yeah, yeah right. Man. Actually, fuck he yeah, hell we should. Was not able to save his girlfriend. And got killed. Like, no, he would have annihilated those motherfuckers. Yeah. Right? It would have been him beating them to a bloody pulp and then a crow landing outside, and you'd be like, oh, look, burden and uh, incredible. He would, he'd be yeah, like, exactly. let me show you this. He'd like, let me show you this video real quick before you go on with anything yeah. else. It's just that video of him downing that beer real fast and throwing that tomahawk into the. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll leave you alone. We're going to go downstairs. We'll yeah. Like, who, who would have messed with him and his girl? Like, that, that's that's one of the big things that I have against her. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. like, you're fine for Aquaman, but for this type totally. of character, you're no. That's why, like, yeah, Tom Hiddleston, probably a better fit. Sensitive I, musician makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, someone who fits that. He, but he basically played that character and all all lovers left alive or whatever. oh dude that movie's so good i fucking love that movie only lovers left alive yeah yeah it's so it's good. good but he basically was eric draven in that shit <laughs> he was a vampire just do a super cut like cut hit cut those scenes into the crow and then boom easy <laughs> done <laughs> there's your movie fucking <laughs> dimension or whoever new line whoever owns the rights to this now this has been our new segment dimension. you're welcome <laughs> right. We just fix Hollywood in this podcast. <laughs> I'd like to all add the studios a tune in. To the we know exactly. Segment. What okay, add, add, add. Um, 
cool. Let me pull it up. My bad, my bad. My mom fucking phone here real quick. Um, the new Spider-Man Homecoming poster is fucking atrocious. I don't know if everybody's seen oh, it. Oh, God, yes. Like, oh, my God. It's fucking terrible. It's there's the been oh. one good one, right? One good poster out of Like the multiple faces? Kind thing? of, and not even really. I'm yeah. kind of, yeah. The, the, all the marketing for Spider-Man Homecoming makes me want to watch it less. I'm going to see it, obviously. Oh, yeah. But it's awful. But Dude, I just wanted to read a yeah. few... Um, tweets like that people roast in it oh i like this yes please um, i'll try and start with the the least funny to the most funny oh this is um, i love this segment already all right so so these are just off twitter if you haven't seen the poster it's like some really bad photoshop iron man oh, is in the forefront weird. tony stark is in the midground spider-man's in the background but he's huge and there's all these floating heads it's like the worst. It looks like an awful attempt at a Star Wars poster. They tried to do a Drew Struzan poster with Photoshop. With Photoshop. Bad like, Photoshop. Not even if, trying. If Drew Struzan or something. Yeah, if someone drew this or hand painted it, I think it would probably go over a little better. Yeah. Some so. size differentiating and cut Iron Man the fuck out of it. Like, we already know he's in the fucking movie. It's a spider. Ugh, that bugs it's me. Terrible. But, you know, it's sure. just ugh, god awful. But anyway, so funniest or least funny, the most funny. Um, it's a, the Leon Hurley at, at Leon Hurley said, uh, I love the new Spider-Man trailer, but what the hell is this poster? Did someone win a competition on Reddit? Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit. All right. And <laughs> going to need some aloe for that burn. Next one is uh, David at AE David S Iron Man eight poster promises big supporting role for Spider-Man. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good you guys got um, jokes i like him <laughs> pretty good uh next one from at i am happy toast uh hey steve which is the spider-man poster file you want sent to print is it spidey final or spidey rough layout do not send dot psd <laughs> 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 and the one i thought that was most funny was um uh, why does the Monster Trucks movie have a better poster design than Spider-Man Homecoming? <laughs> That's true. Nice. That's nice. pretty that true. That shit's dope, but that shit is basically a Drew Struzan painting. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Um, but anyway. That, like, that oh my God. It, it, it makes me so... Day. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, but you have like all this shit that Mondo releases, like just in... Like some of the Wonder Woman posters mm -hmm. are great, like where she's busting out of that yeah. Greek vase. Like, they just released, uh, that shit's fucking dope. Like, why aren't you paying these dudes to do? I don't know why they don't do that, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, you want to put the star's face on it, and I get it, but it's like, I don't, I feel like we've moved past that. Like, you could literally just put the bat symbol on a poster, and everyone on this podcast right now would be like, holy fuck, that's amazing. I can't believe this. <laughs> that's what they did in 1989, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I don't need to see. I don't need to see like Ben Affleck in the Batman suit. Just like put a fucking like. Just could, you could basically black poster, white lettering, the Batman. And I'd be like, there. yeah, I can't wait to see that shit. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Actually, that probably that's they more excited. Like they should have done that with Spider Man Homecoming. They should, I got a great image for a Batman poster. It's the Batarang in the foreground, stuck into like a wall somewhere, or or something like that, and the reflection of Batman over the city in the batarang boom the batman <laughs> another part of the segment you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> one good thing that came out of the poster though if you guys i don't know if you guys Since saw we're talking posters yeah uh on the on the instagram uh somebody did that that poster 
of Spider-Man Homecoming, but oh. they replaced all the pictures with Steve Ditko's original drawings of all those characters. Oh, nice. So oh, it's like, cool. it's, it's, it it's looks more like it's cool. collage. So like, yes. that's kind of cool. Obviously, like you can't really put that out on, you know, in theaters because people are just going to be like, okay, that's weird. What's a bunch of drawings doing? But like, it's kind of a cool yeah. takeoff. Yeah. Somebody also suggested using like the Vulture's first appearance co- uh, cover where he's coming swatting at Spider-Man and he's blocking, you know, like just read that old Spider-Man comic and call it a day mm-hmm. um, to some degree, you know. I thought that would have been a good idea, but whatever they ended yeah, up with. would be cool, yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of things going on in Hollywood. I feel like a lot of the fucking posters for Spider-Man throughout the Spider-Man films have been pretty shitty. Like, I don't think there's one where I'm like, that's a great poster. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. Uh, I was just like this, thinking back to the, like the amazing Spider-Man stuff before this. And I was like, those weren't yeah. that great either. So this yeah. poster is so Less bad. Photoshop, I can't help more I, art. I can't help but feel that this poster is so bad that it, it they made it just to get Twitter talking. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is this is like a, a, a fucking like weird uh, campaign, I think, because I mean, this is just so obviously bad. This this is this is ridiculous. This can't be real. No, it, I mean, it is. It's up in theaters right now. Firm, these marketing oh firms God. have their heads planted firmly up their asses. Well, one of them's posters were really amazing. Yeah, most, most of them. Yeah, I'd good. say ninety <laughs> percent. Yeah, they nailed they nailed even the the posters for that movie. Uh, so is that it? Anybody got any other news items? Yeah. Uh, oh, Predator Four just uh, finished uh, filming, so this guy's excited. <laughs> that means it's even closer to me getting it, even though it's next year. But at least I know that at this point they can't. It's still coming through. I, like anytime a new Predator or a film comes out, I'm like, they're gonna cancel it. Just watch, it's gonna get canceled. That's just like, uh, I want it so bad, but I can't have it. Well, this music can only mean one thing. It's time once again for bold statements. Yes. <laughs> it is. It has become time for, for Maddie to share his bold statement. And uh, just to let Ben and the audience know, because this is only our second time doing this, um, this is kind of our uh, quote-unquote safe space where you can say things that kind of uh, sort of kind of go against the grind as far as uh, movie fandom, especially nerd movie fandom. Uh, like, let's say if you liked Iron Man 2 the most or something like that, uh, this is where we can talk about that. So anyway, um, take it away, Maddie. Um, I'm just going to say uh, watch both seasons of Rick and Morty and not a huge fan i don't i get some maybe a little bit of the hype but i don't really get it i didn't think it was like anything astounding so Mm. that's my bold statement (laughs) because i know people fucking eat this shit up it's like everywhere people like uh i just like it was i had like i watched it and i was like all right i'm ready to love it my boy stefan he loves it he said i'd love it watched it didn't love it what what were you it cut out for me right at the beginning what were your you you watched a few you watched the two seasons and then i watched the two seasons and i just like it was just like it's like in one ear out the other i just didn't really like didn't really have anything like some of the references i caught were cool but i just was not (laughs) you know calm down Stefan. calm down existential morbidity of it all (laughs) 
I just so uh, I don't know. I just uh, making you feel good about it. Yeah, I guess Ooh, not. I guess that's not my thing. Oh my god, it's the funniest shit on television. Name something funnier besides <laughs> Silicon Valley. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's just not my cop. in animation. In animation, oh. I was like, because the only thing I watch is Master of None, which I think is brilliant fucking comedy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, guess, I enjoy yeah. Tim and Eric more, but it's not animated, but it's fucking weird. But I like that. I just like yeah. weirder stuff. I don't know. I I don't know. That's, I think I honestly think it's probably because it's so hyped. That because can kind of kill it. It's not, it's not because Stefan under, was telling I me. I can understand like, that. I push, it, loves it. I push it on everybody, and it's probably annoying as fuck at this point. But when you find another Rick and Morty head, man, there ain't no stopping you two. You can take on anything that life hands you. I think it's the character of Rick being so uh he's like unapologetic you don't see many characters like this where yeah. they're so unap unapologetic in who they are in the sense that he's like yeah i mean he's even like taking a big shit on marriage on the show he was like don't be a fucking Fresh idiot yeah. don't get married <laughs> you know shit yeah <laughs> like that love, love just... is just a chemical love is just a chemical response that compels animals to breed yeah like uh, you're all wrong and i can prove it break the mold morty you know, it's that it's that like, like super Morty focus on science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sci I, I personally like the scientific thing. I don't think every episode is as good as the others. Yeah. Like, like my brothers really love the fucking um, uh, the, the ones where they turn the channel a lot. The weird cable. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, cable. I love the spontaneity of it. I love the capturing of like the improvisational elements to it, and the animation's really good. So it's like man they're just doing something so different it's like futurama with some balls like well not yeah futurama, yeah I, balls, yes but I, you know like yeah it's it's edgier it's that same kind of thing and it's just like it tickles your funny bone it makes you think and it's weird as fuck and it's like i don't know a bunch of cronenberg's walking around cronenberg's walking around i love yeah. it <laughs> yeah. it's like it's, that was it's a great like, like, shit. but but it's yeah, a valid like that, bold but... statement maddie i i understand fully <laughs> criticisms have you seen it ben I've seen like an episode or two. I mean, oh. I, I like the episode, but like I, I've it's you know, I've got a shit ton of shows I need to watch. So like yes, it's been yes. on there. I like what I saw, but it's not something you know. It's not something that I can really say is you know wasn't the greatest thing I've seen. But it was also like it was. I thought I always thought it was, it was good for what it was. I like Dan Harmon, right? Know, the, commuting and everything. Old so statement. I'm, it's the best thing on television. Old statement. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's not cool. That's no, not the greatest. That's that's the greatest great program things. ever. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> If you're excluding Netflix written. from television, then I might concur with you. <laughs> really? All, well, all okay. television from all time. Rick and Morty, really? Best, Jesus, best, best I like show the ever show, made. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that down. far. <laughs> I really, really like the show, but I would I'm not going, go that far at all. I'm, I'm going too bold. <laughs> Twilight Zone, maybe. Uh, Beyond yeah. bold. You know, that breaking bad like the you know there's those are better shows than rick and morty but that's not to say that rick and morty isn't amazing i've boldly <laughs> gone too far the next generation <laughs> x files uh anyway yeah i was about to say oh, x files greater than rick and morty come on man bird person oh, oh i love that guy yeah i think he's awesome bird i will person. say I, I, didn't, I didn't like the show quite that much at first but i fucking love it now i don't know it takes me a while to get used to <laughs> i like to when morty morty's Morty's like, this is what you guys eat? And he's like, actually, I found all these things in the garbage. I thought you might be able to ingest them or some shit like that. And Tammy walks by and she's like, uh, tell him what I eat or something. He's like, Tammy, don't be gross. <laughs> Come on, gold. My gold. favorite episodes are the uh, Snowball episode and Me Seeks and the one where they turn into like cyborgs and kill each other at the end. 
Yeah. Or kill a bunch of people. My favorite episodes are the dog when the dogs become sentient. Yes, that's um, Snowball. Yes, Snowball one. And yeah. the fucking the Purge episode. I love the screenwriter bit. Yes, yes, that's a good <laughs> he one. makes him sit yeah. down and listen to a shitty screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pushes him down the stairs and kills him. He's like, "Don't you wish you could jump back to three weeks earlier, like fucking script, <laughs> bitch?" You know, like. He just oh oh script. It's that great. one where they're making fun of Freddy Krueger where they're like yeah bitch oh that says yeah bitch oh thanks bitch I played I played that for Jordan and he lost his <laughs> mind he was like this is the funniest sex thing is I've sacred ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh bitch we brought you some pants dude anyway Rick and Morty love all the way where my glip glops where are my testicles <laughs> where are my testicles Morty summer. <laughs> Summer, yes, exactly. Would you? Uh, anyway, yes, Maddie, back to your statement. Um, I, <laughs> I can see, I can see where it's not like your face. You don't like it that much. It was, it was fucking overhyped. I can totally understand that. Um, I, I do really like the show. Maybe not as much as Stefan, but, um, but, Ste- but, dude, you don't really watch a whole lot of uh, animated comedy, anyway, right? No, I don't watch a lot of comedy. Yeah, so maybe it's just like, not your thing as much. In, in, yeah, in general, so much comedy. I don't watch a lot of comedy stuff like in my own oh, man. in my spare time. I mean, I was just like looking at my Blu-ray I have right now and there's not a comedy in it that I want to watch. I guess I Ninja laugh. Turtles is like the funniest thing I have. Okay. But it's that's, all that's, like, that's not, a lot of comedy in that. I laugh to keep from crying. Oh, I have Inside Lewin Davis, but I don't really that's like kind of a downer in a Coen Brothers movie, yeah. so it's like dark comedy sort it's of comedy. Yeah, but that's not animated. So you don't watch like South Park yeah. or Simpsons or anything like that as much? No, I mean, I was as a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, so it right, never right. was part. Really? Like, so I would just like, I would Damn get into shit. it like when like my dad like because it came on before X Files, I think for a while. Yeah. Um. So like, I would my dad like we'd go upstairs to watch X Files because we were not allowed to watch X Files downstairs. My mom had to have the TV. And she didn't like scary shit, so we had to go upstairs <laughs> to watch it. So my dad's like, "Yeah, let's just watch The Simpsons." And like, so I like I know it, but it was just never something I watched a lot. Like, they told me not to watch it, and then I started watching it. And my parents saw me, and they just didn't really enforce it. They were like, they even said, "Don't tell people at school we let you watch this." <laughs> And like South Park, that's I why like I had a cool seasons, fucking but... mom, guys. <laughs> I mean, back I in the day, if you heard "damn" from a cartoon, they would just people were like insane over that. Now nobody gives a shit. But yeah. that was, I mean, even them saying "damn" or maybe no, not shit. But you know, like they they had like Homer drinking and getting drunk and stuff. So it's things like that. So it was kind of risque Hold at the my time. My beer, boy. Yeah, I'm choking Bart. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got one. Married and children I'm, is pretty fucked up. Oh my god, I don't even know if I want to hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this because I got my man in my corner here uh, this week for this one as well. Uh, Batman, I like more than Star Wars. <laughs> That's why you want to get out. Just ben, out. Ben, you yeah. can, can can you help me out on this one? I mean, they are so different, but yeah, I mean, I'm more into Batman over Star Wars, obviously. Um, what, Stephen what, left. What is... <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to, I mean, do you have anything to follow up with this? Because I'm just like, there's a lot. I'm trying to figure out like. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow like, what, up with what this. What specific things? Because I'm just like, these are very different things, though. Here's like, what, the thing, guys. What, what, what brought this up? Here's the thing. I didn't see Star Wars until they were re-released in the theater when I was already 12 or 13. 
I can't remember my age exactly. So I didn't have that magical time. I think this is part of the, this is a huge part of it actually. And again, it may be cheating or something. Terrible childhood. So anyway, yeah, I, I never watched them on VHS before <laughs> that screening. Didn't do shit, but I fucking. What were you doing? Your parents' taxes? What the hell? I had Batman on VHS uh-huh. and I had, and I watched Batman Returns in the theater and uh, the animated series and all that. Uh, I mean, there's pictures of me with a bunch of Batman toys in kindergarten, even before first grade. Um, I don't, I didn't know who the fuck Luke Skywalker was at that time. So, um, I think that's the biggest factor. And also as an adult, I like all the themes. I mean, of course, look, I love fucking star Wars, but I don't know. It just, do you though? Do you fucking, um, fucking Batman really, uh, hits a deeper chord with me for whatever reason. I think also it's just easier to, to attach yourself to just one singular character. Whereas star Wars, you have like this whole fucking huge thing. And yes, I know there's a whole DC world and Gotham is huge in and of itself. But I, again, maybe it's because I grew up with it in, in, in like earlier than star Wars, but I feel like that world is kind of easier to sink my teeth into than uh than the other one for whatever reason yeah i see uh, what you mean like yeah. i feel like the cast of characters in the batman world are just so there have been so many stories and they're so complex and everything that you know when you compare them but then as i said they're two different things because we're comparing like 70 plus years of comic book history yeah 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 to, uh, all i have to say you know <clears throat> these movies seven <laughs> if i had to if i was hanging over a cliff with batman in one hand and star wars in the other hand and i could only make <laughs> one choice you throw that Batman Dave. down. I think, you know, like Batman's de- completely depleted of it and he's going to die. You know, like there's no, you have to pull him up. I, I think I would, I think I would pull Batman up. What, really? You so would throw, you throw Batman away, right? Yeah. No, I would, I would keep Batman over Star Wars. What, really? I was I'm, in that what? scenario. God, fuck you guys. I'm out. Really? You don't have to change for us. I, I, well, because no, because no, it's not that. It's that it's, I just, I just, I thought about this in, in the time you were talking deep and hard. And I, you know, I love Star Wars. That's Star Wars, said. it makes up the fabric of anything that might be slightly religious within me. Uh huh. Yeah. However, however, Batman does represent like in its own way, like a more realistic representation of what your psychology does on a day to day basis. And I think it, 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 it functions within that, within your id All super right. ego. Here, here's the ego. scenario. Let's, you, you just mentioned a scenario. Let me give you another one. Yeah. Let's say that uh, a good, like a Batman movie that's gotten a bunch of good reviews, not Batman versus Superman, and a Star Wars movie come out on the same fucking day. Which one are you seeing first? Star Wars. It was, it was cutting out for me. Sorry. Okay, Batman, a, a Batman movie with good reviews, like, you know, you saw it, yeah. like, the, the Monday yeah. of or whatever. Let's say it's Wonder Woman level, like, yeah. 95%. And let's say Star Wars, also the same. They come out the same day. Which one are you seeing that Thursday yeah. night? Star Wars. I know you're, what's your, um, what you're saying? I'm seeing, I'm probably seeing, I'm probably seeing Star Wars that afternoon and Batman that night. Okay, all right. Good answer. I'd probably do yeah. the same. I don't know. I would see Batman probably that day and stuff. But it also depends on my friends too, because obviously I'm seeing both those fucking movies. But yeah, let's say take out the <laughs> friends in this equation. So uh, yeah, all right, Star Wars. all right. Well, well you know, Star Wars. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I would see Batman. Sure. First. 
I think a better case is, like, what if they're both got bad reviews? They would, both you got still, would, would you still <laughs> oh, show shit. up? I would see... I would flip that. I, if they both got bad reviews, I would probably see the Batman one first. It's a Joel Schumacher Batman and a George Lucas Star Wars prequel. Which one do you go first? Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Star Wars, man. Fucking George, George Lucas movies are better than Batman and Robin. I actually, yeah, I would yeah. probably say that, uh, yeah, well, I would probably say Star Wars, those Star Wars first because yeah. Batman's highs are higher, but the lows are lower, dude. <laughs> yeah. I need me more Dooku, man. They send me out like a bit. <laughs> I want more Maul. That's what? why I'm Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah, more Maul. Dooku, baby. I need more Geonosian speak. <laughs> I need those strangely racist Japanese sounding aliens. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I didn't think awful. that was racist. Was it really that sounding racist? They sound like, kind of, they yeah, sound yeah. like <laughs> Koreans or Japanese. Jumped, yeah, they sound like guys who jumped over at Godzilla movies. Yeah. You know, it like. Obviously, in retrospect, it, it is definitely racist. But when I was watching it, that wasn't the first thing that popped in my head. I was oh, just yeah, like, oh, this yeah. is kind of weird. You know, Me being familiar like, with that culture even back in the true. day, that was I the first that. thing I thought of. First fucking thing. Lucas was probably like, make them sound Chinese or something. <laughs> make you know, them sound oriental. Make them sound like they're from some other place. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like space, uh, but, it, you know, Korea? Uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder, Batman, or... George Lucas prequel. Hmm. Slider Batman. I still see Slider Batman. Um, I go Lucas, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. After uh, Batman vs. Superman. Uh... Snyder Batman, because I could probably get a nap halfway through and still not have really missed anything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Damn, bro. Bold Don't mean to roast you in such a hard time. <laughs> Stay strong, brother, but <laughs> real. seriously, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, we don't have to agree, and that's man. This fucking section's awesome, Ben. I know, like you had no idea we were gonna be we were gonna be doing this, but do you have any uh, bold statements that oh, you God. think that you've thought of in the past uh, thirty seconds, <laughs> or that you've had throughout your life? And someone was like, "Hey, this thing's great," and then another friend's like, "This thing's amazing," and then you were like, "Nah, it's not that good. I'm not that big a fan." Um, I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> Since you've put me on the spot. Uh, Big Lebowski, not a fan. Not my thing. Ah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) I agree as well. I agree as well. I don't know why. I mean, it's a good film, but greatest of all time, like some people would say. Nah, not better than No Brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Raising Arizona. Or Blood Simple. I know it's kind of like yeah, it's just, just like why is, uh, everybody's yeah. raving about it. I'm just like yeah. it's, that it's, was really when the Coens started to lose their steam. To be honest, I love the Big Lebowski. It's it's one of the most watchable and quotable films. But by the end of it, you're just like, oh, this shit's still on. I just feel like it's a bunch of random shit just thrown at you, and I'm just yeah. like, we're, we're really great cast. <laughs> but then, like yeah. by the end, I'm just like, uh, I don't remember anything about this movie that's yeah. that I really like. Yeah. There's that great. There's probably a big joke that they were just like, let's just see if we can get this fucker made. And then they yeah. made it and they're like, oh shit, everyone yeah. loves this stupid ass movie. It bombed at the theater, though. It took a while to catch steam. The cult cult well, status, I mean, cult, cult hero. Yeah. John Goodman, I mean, you, the performances in it are oh, fucking God. incredible. Yeah, I know. The cast is wonderful. Like, there's, yeah. the Coens always have great casting. I'm he's just there, not. Julianne Moore, she's great. He's there. <laughs> it's a fun movie to watch on a Saturday afternoon, that's all I'll say, <laughs> with a bottle of sarsaparilla. Oh man! <laughs> uh, 
Stefan, we've all had bold statements, but you, yeah. man, do you have any? I got one, and it's going to take it into a slightly more discussion, probably less uh, uh, incendiary. Um, but um, I think the outside handling of movie trailers by by other marketing firms or whatever um, is tarnishing the overall vision of big comic movies, most movies that are coming out. Um, there was a trailer before my screening called um, 37, what was it? Fucking with Kate Winslet. It's about like them being like stuck in a shark cage, and it's all these. Oh, it's got, Mandy, it's, got, it's got Mandy Moore in it too. Yeah, Mandy Moore. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's called like Thirty Seven Leagues Down or some shit like that. Yeah, um, I think it's a terrible like title. Down or something. Yeah. Oh, thirty. That's something meters down. Yeah, exactly. But first of all, a movies titles with numbers that begin with numbers are always gonna suck. Um, <laughs> twenty eight days later was good. Oh, okay. twenty eight weeks later with was the good. Exclusion, with the exclusion of the twenty eight uh universe <laughs> 127 hours or some shit i heard that was all right good. maybe not all of them but but what like 47, <laughs> 47 ronin you know what i mean Fucking, 13 uh, assassins bro okay all right all right that was a bold statement that backfired <laughs> but you know that immediately for me for me like you know what was that jim carrey movie 23 the number, number 23 yeah you know like you know for for the most part i would say um movies that begin with numbers are not very good just on an instinctual level i'm like nope i'm not gonna go see that but i do think the trailer for that i think that premise is kind of interesting but the trailer was so awful oh yeah so bad for it i was just like fuck and then all these comic book movies that have these trailers cut but i think i think it should be a responsibility at least for the first trailer for the creative team behind the film to also you know like do a fucking nolan man give us a to chew on i don't know if he did nolan did that either but anyway that's my bold statement fucking advertising firms are ruining fucking movies with their bullshit trailers. It's pretty part for the course for them to every movie, even the ones with really good trailers, they, they, they outsource it to a marketing yeah. firm yeah. And, and trailer editors also get paid the most because they're the ones that bring you to the movie. Uh, at least in the short amount of time that they have it relatively it's, it's the most, I don't know why I'm saying this anyway. It's a, uh, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, what else do you want them to do? You want the you want the actual film editor to uh, <laughs> make the trailer? Just uh, just uh, something to as a companion to the overall vision that has you know doesn't have to tell the whole story, but something artful, something um, inspired. You know what I mean? Not just like choppy fucking shot after that. I, I'm so sick of that sound before every fucking trailer. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're formulaic. They make you dumber to watch them. Even some of the best ones, they're just so stupid. Cause they appeal to like your common audience member who doesn't give a fuck about nothing until they run out of popcorn. They're like, Oh, well, what the fuck? All right. What is this movie about now again? And my snacks are gone. Damn. Have you, finished, have <laughs> you, you know, ever, you we, finished your popcorn I, before the movie started, by the way. Oh I mean, yeah, I've done yeah. that all the time. I always, if I'm, yeah, I always finish my snacks before that shit, unless I have candy. Yeah, but I, I, hundred percent every time I get snacks at the movie, I have a stomachache after. Yeah, exactly. And here's my other gripe about fucking movies: is I gotta pee like halfway through every fucking movie. There's a time I have to like make a gamble. Like I gotta go. Hey, I have to pee. Go so to what am I gonna snacks. do? Go, go dehydrated? Go to Iceland <laughs> where they have an intermission in every movie. That's what I'm saying. Or quit making fucking movies two and a half hours long. Like, why does a movie have to be more than an hour and a half long? I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, I love bold <laughs> statements because it's space for my anger. And we have a lot <laughs> of so it's not just me, it's everybody.
Fuck movie but, trailers. I mean, <laughs> I, I, my main problem with the trailers is that, like, there's all... With today's community, everybody's analyzing of screenshots and shit. So, like, you pretty much know the whole yeah. movie, even if you've seen the trailer once. Because, yeah. like, even, like, let's say you've watched, you've watched the Wonder Woman trailer. Like, like you go into Wonder Woman, right? She kills Ludendorff with a sword. And then you're just like, all right, but you know that there's going to be some big fight coming because, like, you saw footage of, like, some of, uh, you know, big, like, explosions and shit for fighting in the trailer. So I'm just like, all right, at some point there's going to be an Ares fight. But yeah. it would have been so much better if I didn't know that, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, if you follow the news at all, you know, these fucking toy companies... They let they let the cat out of the bag every fucking time. Yeah, like dude. Lego Lego toy yeah. sets. Oh my god, dude! They, dude, somebody they need to they need to add the security to the Le- Lego company, dude, because they they give yeah. them like half the fucking spoilers these days. <laughs> right. Oh, check out these new figures that are featured from the new Star Wars yes. film. No nope. man in the black suit. Steve Trevor dying set from. <laughs> if you wanted to relive this exciting moment, comes with the gun and the plane, and little bomb, and little gas and bomb. A little gas gas bomb. bomb. <laughs> we will not send you a new Lego set if you actually decide to blow up the airplane. And a watch. <laughs> and a watch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. Gold. Oh god. <laughs> it's been a great episode. It's something that like that uh, bugs a lot of people is like I know with like Rogue One there were scenes that weren't used that a lot of people were like, "Why this scene wasn't in? Why wasn't this?" And I was like, I kind of like when they kind of do a little misdirection in a trailer, so I don't really know what I'm getting when I finally sit down, you know? Mhm. Like, because I watched Rogue One, I was just like, I didn't even think about those scenes. I was just like, oh my God, this is great. I love every second of this. And then it's not until after everyone's like, where was this scene at? Where was that? Like, why are you going to show us that? And then not put it in the movie. And it's like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me, you know? Sometimes so. sometimes that works to great effect, you know, and you have a little bit of something like that's what I'm talking about. Like trailers used to like good trailers really excite me. And I watch them over and over again because they tell a story of their own that gets you excited for that movie. And I just feel like, yeah, most movies, I forget which one it is, probably The Mummy or something, but they just give away everything. They show you everything. That trailer sucks. I don't know why people like that shit. I was with people last night. They were like, I'm looking forward to that Mummy movie. And I was like, I didn't say anything, but I was like, I don't, I do not get it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I might end up seeing it even, but I won't, I won't be seeing it the Thursday night like I usually do. That's no, some no, that's, ass like, news. that's like a Sunday or Tuesday kind of like yeah. cheap cheap ticket movie yeah. scene. I'll never watch that movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's fine. No, I'll watch, I'll watch it for the podcast. Um, but that's fucking it. I think yeah. the trailer should just be from the first 30 minutes. Like if you, you're limited this amount of footage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it. You don't yeah. see anything from the third act. Anything. Wonder Woman did that great. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean... Like I'm trying to think of like past movies, like superhero movies. Like you know, there was that trailer everybody complained about with Batman vs Superman, where like they revealed Doomsday and Wonder Woman. Well, what if you didn't even know that one? Like you didn't see any of that. Did you see the fan re-edit of that trailer? The one where it just doesn't have that. Yeah. So there's a fan re-edit where they take it out, but they put in the scream, like when uh, Doomsday has some scream or a growl or whatever. So it cuts to black. It says Batman vs Superman, and it's just like like that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, yeah. it, it's, okay. It's, it's not a visual, but it's, and it, it, you know, you know Doomsday is going to be in it from the sound, but it's like a thousand times better. Just yeah. They, they don't show it. They don't show it. Yeah, because like in the movie, you've seen the trailer a billion times, especially like these days, like you can just watch it on YouTube, right? Yeah. You've probably seen it a bunch of times. So by the time that happens in the theater, you're just like, all right, this is the part from the trailer. You know, you shouldn't be thinking this is the part from the trailer. You should just be thinking like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Right. That's what I should be thinking. I shouldn't be thinking like, Okay, this is where the trailer moment comes in. Right. But that's exactly what happened. Oh man. Yeah, they're they're fucking it up. Hopefully they fix that in the in the future, but who knows what's gonna happen. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so far they haven't shown any Superman in Justice League. Good. Yeah. Well the, the they thing with that, any villain. I mean, yeah, they don't want to show I mean he's look, everybody knows he's gonna fucking show up. I mean, they've even had that picture of him on a movie uh theater popcorn and uh mm-hmm. you know uh, the drinks and all that the promotional items mm-hmm. yeah and i mean he's obviously going to be in it but the fact that he's kind of dead right now in the universe yeah i guess i just don't want to show that reveal and there's a lot of rumors that he's going to have that 90s mullet because he did have a 90s mullet when he came back in the com- in the comics <laughs> continuity I hope they do that just to shoot themselves in the foot. That's the dumbest fucking idea ever. <laughs> and, I, and I would love to see it just Dude, crash and burn. I, I hate Henry Cavill if we're still in the safe space. That guy sucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I value your opinion, Stefan, but I don't know. I, I, I think that I, I, I think the mullet's kind of funny. And yeah. there's, if they come out with that, I think that it'll be kind of like a cool uh, i don't know man I, li- I, li- I like the fact that him coming back with the black suit and the mullet. Sounds like you're just a huge fan of mullets. I like mullets. <laughs> I like fucking mullets. Damn, it's true. It's fine, I'm long hair. I want to see him cut off the mullet using a mirror and his lasers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he says, that, that would make that fucking movie. <laughs> He'd be like, hold, hold on a second, Bruce. <laughs> I could have saved so much money on moose. <laughs> Let me look That's forlornly it. into the camera real quick. If they're doing like the mullet long hair look. I just want to hope Aquaman cuts it for him (laughs) (laughs) with his trident. (laughs) There you are, Clark. I mean, hold on, bro. (laughs) Let me cut off your mullet real quick. I mean, personally, the Death of Superman comic, like the only the only part I really like about it is the world without Superman part. Is the part where how everyone reacts to it. Like the actual Doomsday fight is just a fight, honestly. It's a series of splash pages, right? Yeah, I like, and then, <laughs> yeah. His return is just like you knew it was coming. So, like, yeah. the only interesting thing that explores new ground is everybody like reacting, and then like who's going to save us, and then reacting to like all these people being like, well, "I'm going to pick up the Superman mantle. I'm going to pick it." And obviously, I know none of that shit's really going to be in the movie. So I'm just yeah. like, I don't know why you even bothered to do this. You basically forced Doomsday in into Batman versus Superman. You killed off Superman when we all know he's going to come back in Justice League. So I think this whole thing is just dumb. Yeah. Yep. I, I like I like in the Death of Superman comic when Booster Gold gets his face smashed in that car door. <laughs> if that showed up in a movie, that would be fucking awesome. That was like the most brutal shit I had ever seen at that age. Doomsday is just like blah blah. Gold was until he got his face smashed. <laughs> that's great. That's good. That's good writing. <laughs> Booster Gold. Yeah. Old movie. I think it was Booster Gold. It was probably Booster Gold, yeah. Yeah. That was the time with the whole Justice League Detroit, I think, was yeah, trying, trying to fight Doomsday to... first and they, they couldn't stand it. They didn't stand a chance. And the it was like panel after panel, just like slam, slam, slam until his lifeless body's just laying there. Just like, 
I was like, man, I'm going to get into comics now. <laughs> I'm sorry for the Booster Gold fans. Jesus. I just satisfied my bloodlust in such a it's, it, it, beautiful and interesting way. All the colors. It's so vibrant. It's like real. Anyway. Booster Gold's really, <laughs> really fucking beloved. And I don't know. I mean, he had a good episode in yeah. Justice League. I'm, I'm not sure about his character. I'd like to know more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start embarking on the DC now that I'm a little older, a little more refined. <laughs> he has a lot of fans, and I, I, I'm not sure yeah. what Why? exactly caused all of that because he doesn't have a whole lot of runs of his own, and he was only in like one episode of the Justice League cartoon, as far as I remember, uh, which was yeah. a good episode, but... Uh, People fucking yeah. love that guy. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, All it's I know of he's kind of like a comedic character at times. Is that he's like a less Nathan he's like a, was, yeah. he's like a less raunchy or uh, I mean not raunchy at all. Deadpool in that sense, his, yeah, his sense a, of that's that's like a yeah, comedic. Yeah. yeah. Why uh, have gotten his uh, you know Legends of Tomorrow? Rip Hunter's character is the son of Booster Gold. But oh really? Like, that, that hasn't been mentioned in the show though. Like they haven't said anything about that. Oh, really? In the comics, in the comics, he is. So I don't know if they're ever gonna like bring that in or what but that would kind of be the opportunity to bring it in in an existing thing outside of just them doing a random booster cult movie in the dceu and they're already time traveling in legends of tomorrow every episode so yeah that's why that it makes would be, a lot of sense yeah. make way more sense yeah i think i mean i always thought that yeah. uh i think they say that uh brandon ralph's adam was originally not supposed to be the adam it was originally going to be ted cord it was originally going to be the blue beetle which oh. i think makes a lot more sense because that's a guy who like is this sort of scientific genius who builds his own suit. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be to, another case yeah. of whitewashing though, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, that's true. Really? I mean, no, no, no. Oh, not, not, the, not the original, not the original. Blue yeah. Oh yeah. I keep getting confused. I like, I like the new blue beetle with the alien technology. Well, that was episode 74. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you guys liked bold statements once again, also the news segment. Hopefully we'll have we will have a another uh, sound effects game segment soon, but um, we just didn't uh, have the time to make it this week, and that's about it. Uh, we do have some other interviewees lined up, but um, that's going to take a little bit longer. But um, they're in the pipeline, so uh, I guess that's it. Check you later. Bye. See you. Adios. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we are, that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what'll happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs>
For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>